my dearie do. Hello and welcome to Old Gamer's Almanac, the definitive ranking of every video game every week at a time. Hunter Donaldson, I'm here with you. My name is Matt Martins. This is a big day. This is a big moment. Yeah. So it's the beginning of a new journey. Um, <laughs> uh, we've, we've gone, you know, we started the show. And that didn't really feel like the beginning of something. <laughs> um, that felt like a test, which is why we called it season zero in yeah. the end. Uh, we did season one. That felt like a really interesting experiment. Yeah. This is this is where it really starts. <laughs> this is where the show really, uh, really right. begins. We're refining things two. now. Yeah. Beginning yeah. of season two, we're, we're properly refining things. Today is just the premiere of what will be our 90s PC season and we will talk about the structure of that and all that right. uh and and we are going to draft a bunch of games that will be what we play this season hunter and i are going to play a little game with each other where we figure out what we're actually going to talk about in this season but we wanted to sort of set the stage for you a little bit of how how we got here uh so obviously yeah. like hunter said we, we did we did 50 games out the gate and that was really just to build a framework because right. the real goal of this show is to constantly battle with a list that is way too cumbersome and huge to deal with and it doesn't make any sense why we would keep adding things to this ever-expanding list uh right and but like 50 and less that's not what that is like that's just like whatever you, we just needed 50 games to exist to then start playing the real game of the show uh and so yeah season one was just our choice of we just wanted to you know we just wanted to do 2001 games 2001 a game odyssey we just sort of picked that as our season but season two, we left up to our patrons over on patreon.com slash oldgamersalmanac, which you can join and be a part of future games and nominations and things like that. Our, our Patreon is a very loose kind of, if you are a part of it, you get included in weird things that we try to do. Um, we we yeah. set goals, and that is how we do some bonus episodes. We let them vote on season two. Uh, we... we we do weird polls with the bonus of we're doing like a whole publisher thing that came out recently. Uh, and yeah, so anyways, you get to play really stupid games with us about all of the video games we've played. And our season two poll went a little something like this. Hunter and I put a lot of thought into a handful of categories and we even prepped big long lists. Um, my personal favorite one that I was getting really into was licensed to tie in. And this was, games from established media ips so like uh, i had i had been working on a short list of things like dune 2 i was going to make us play goof troop or i was going to try to make us play goof troop i'd written right. down alien isolation that, that that horror game that really good alien right. horror game uh hot wheels unleashed um yeah i i want i just wanted i was really excited about the idea that we would have to find really specific games but then like actually trying to make a case for like look at all the crazy genres that this can encapsulate when you're just doing really dumb tie-in ip games or whatever um yeah i think that could have been a really interesting season and who knows it might still be someday a season come back around to it yeah um but yeah the history of like the tie-in uh game by like looking at it sort of through the ages i think is how that one would have gone down and yeah. i think that you know, had we limited it to one Star Wars game, right, right, <laughs> I think it could have been really interesting. But it also could have just been Star right. Wars. That's a whole separate season. It's just to do Star Wars games for a season. That's very true. Um, right. 
I liked your top proposal for a season, Hunter. Can you describe what Nintendo, when it isn't Nintendo, was supposed to be? <laughs> yeah, so I just think it's interesting when Nintendo trusts some of their intellectual property in the hands of like an outside studio mm -hmm. and exploring like sort of all the different relationships that Nintendo has had with um, game developers that don't literally live in their house. Right. Um, and a lot of those relationships have been really fraught and really weird. Um, and I think just like having a season where we played a bunch of games that fit that bill. And I would always want it to be centered on not just a Nintendo game, but a game where, you know, uh, Hudson Soft is getting to play with the Mario characters yeah. and create Mario Party, like right, something right. like that. Um, Paper Mario is another one. Also, Mario Golf. A lot of people <laughs> have gotten to play with Mario that are not Miyamoto. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's really interesting and just kind of seeing how that goes. Also, it would be cool to play Metroid Prime um, and more Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Because those are like the best Nintendo games. And right. they're, and not, they're not Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Uh, the the third option that we had prepped a decent amount of, this one's easier to prep, but, uh, you know, we knew but that by the end of 2001, we would be maybe tired of sort of just that early 2000s vibe and aesthetic. And so the other option was to do another year, but a more recent year. And we had we had sort of settled on 2013, which is a cool year and especially interesting because 2013 is stuff like grand theft auto 5 and last of us which are both games that are still releasing in 2022 right. slash 2023 like these still just exist so it's like 2020 or 2013 is really like the dawn of an era of games that stick around just like absolutely forever i mean you know 2011 was also skyrim but i i think there's so many of these games in this period where we're like oh man people are just still playing that but then you've also got crazy stuff like we maybe would have done spelunky zelda a link between worlds uh mm -hmm. Gone Home was, cool was that year. It was a cool year for indies. Uh, uh, Towerfall came out that year. There's a lot of really wild stuff that would have been fun. Uh, but once we did the poll, well, first and foremost, 2013, no one was interested in it at all. No one wanted no. to do just another year, which, hey, I get. That's It's it's honestly not that, especially compared to all the other things. It's just like, it's just, oh, we'll just do another year. That got 5% of the vote. Uh, licensed to tie in uh, only got 10% of the vote. Nintendo, when it isn't Nintendo, did get 27% of the vote. But Hunter and I slapped a fourth option onto the poll, as we often do. Hunter and I do a lot of polls for our other show, Spadescast, Peace Turtles. We do, like, Galactic Council, like, the, the patrons vote on an episode. And so often, it's, we come up with three really strong ideas that, like, sort of just spill out of us. And then we're like, but we want four options on the poll. And the fourth one is always right. just, like, a thing that we're like, I don't know, this. And the joke, the running joke is that that's always what gets picked <laughs> because just by some some nature makes the patrons pick the thing we put the least thought into. Yeah. So I actually think the problem there, Matt, is that that fourth option is always something obvious. Yeah. And the thing about an obvious idea is that it's normally a good one. Also, yeah, right. you know what I mean? Right. Like <laughs> generally, you know, if you think about our pitches like Nintendo when it isn't Nintendo and license the tie in. These are, uh, like, you could criticize these for being maybe a little overwrought right. for what people actually want. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Right. Like, people want us to talk about games that they know and they love. Right. And the 90s is a whole decade. <laughs> and the PC is in a, a whole platform. And, wait, so and we, way bigger than any other, like, 
I mean, it's you, you know, you could talk about 90s SNES games, but it's like, well, that's just talking about the SNES library. But it's like PC games, there's 90s PC games, there's 2000s PC games, there's 2010. Like PC is yeah. just this whole behemoth of a thing that it goes beyond even being a console. And I think the thing we especially learned in this poll is not quite realizing what our audience was at this point. And we have learned more and more and more that... We have like the older '90s audience, anyways. So they didn't care. Like, they especially didn't care about 2013 because so many people respond positively to the older stuff that we talk about. And so, like '90s plus it being PC, which we seem to have a, a you know, our all of our mm-hmm. European listeners seem to be big PC people. I think that's a, kind of a standard thing. Consoles were stranger in Europe, right? So yeah, just so many things culminated in '90s PC games absolutely dominating this poll uh catching hunter and i off guard a little bit uh because it's the one option we hadn't really prepped ideas for it's almost as if the title of the show is like a suggestion yeah or or an organizing (laughs) principle not like just a funny like i actually thought we were joking right and i actually don't think we were joking now <laughs> it turns that out we it was, are it was for old gamers the fartiest of options being <laughs> 90s pc games i that's not no, that's no slide against anybody i am just as excited yes. as you are because it turns out this is an old fart podcast <laughs> where we just get older together. Listen, we're just going to age. And the thing about aging is you just continually insist that your childhood was uh-huh. better than all possible childhoods. That's okay. Right. That's right. So here we are. We have to do 90s PC games. And the big mistake of letting this be an option is this is about as broad of a category as you could possibly yeah. have and the entire mm-hmm. thing of an OGA season is w- the way we structure this is for the next 25 weeks we're going to sort of go back and forth between 15 on topic games meaning 15 90s PC games and right. 10 off topic games so that we don't just like drown ourselves too much in just the 90s basically we we can we get to have a couple breaks uh, especially to play maybe some newer releases or whatever just more recent things so 15 games is um not a lot of games for an entire decade's worth of the right. biggest platform that can possibly exist uh so we have a bit of a problem <laughs> with what we have to do today yeah i would say we do we are kind of in a bit of a pickle if y'all had picked me and Matt's pitches, either one, we would have comfortably had, we would have been like 15 games yeah. is probably enough to basically cover this idea. Uh-huh. Y'all had to choose the one. Well, I came up, so so the day, you know, we posted this poll and very quickly it became obvious that this yes. is what was going to win. Like, to be fair, we've had months yeah, of knowing yeah, yeah. that this is it. And I had like a little panic attack. <laughs> Where one night I sat down and I was like, all right, let's kind of chart out like what this potentially could be. Like kind of building <laughs> my own draft. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's let's just start let's just start picking some titles. You know what I mean? Let's just get right. our hands dirty. Right. And I just start throwing some titles in there. And I'm I'm throwing some in. And like n- it does not take very long before I have a list of fifty games <laughs> that I would like to play. And it's like no time. Yeah. Like I'm I'm yeah, not yeah. even saying like I'm you saying like ten minutes. Ten minutes. And I've just got 50 right there. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm not done. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I'm like, well, I mean, I remember being like, oh, dude, I put Doom on. I didn't put Doom 2 on. Like, let's put Doom 2 on. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't know. There will, 
how can Doom 2 be on it? Right. Like, how can Doom 2 make it? Yeah, yeah. Like, Doom 2 is, let's say this, Doom 2 is probably going to be better than a lot of games that mm -hmm. make it onto the list. But how am how are we going to justify right. putting a game like Doom 2 on this exactly. list? Exactly, yeah. Like, if you were expecting Doom 2, you are not going to get it. Yeah, like, well, I'm sorry for anybody who expected anything. Like, you know, there were comments and stuff on the Patreon and, and on the on the Discord. We were having chats about this. And people were like, oh, I just really hope they play this thing. And it's like, listen, buddy, I don't know how to tell you this. There's about... 40 things that people could just be like i hope they do this like there's i mean there, right. there, there's a hundred games i hope we could play um so yeah we 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 have to figure this out so i think we want to set up a little bit um maybe some sort of expectations so the first thing to do is to talk about what the 90s mean to us personally just to like be sure. able to set a framework for like where are we coming at from this season how how invested in this topic are we sort of at the onset? So for me, the PC was a place where I did three different things. Um, it's where I played uh, put, the Putt-Putt adventure game <laughs> yeah. with the car. Uh -huh. uh, that was for that. And it was for games like that. Uh -huh. um, there was one that I've talked about in a, a previous episode that was about like a school. And you, you were like uh, skating around and there were like ghosts or something. Uh -huh. So it was like weird stuff like that. I also played Monopoly on PC for some reason. Uh -huh. um, and then really trashy first person shooters because I thought Duke Nukem was hilarious oh, sure. when I was a child. Yeah. Um, and turns out I'm an idiot, and, <laughs> which is great because it also turns out that I'm still an idiot. And yeah. so now it's funny again. Right. Um, and then three is the big one, which is uh, real time strategy games. Yeah, uh, I got a lot of uh, me really likey uh, telling the little people what to do. Um, <laughs> so those were that. That's what PC gaming was for me. So yeah. anything that didn't kind of fall neatly into one of those buckets, yeah, was like kind of non-existent for me right. at that time. We should sort of. I mean, I, I don't know that we specifically said. I think people roughly know our ages, but Hunter and I were both born in 1989. So yeah. when we talk about the 90s, we are talking about young childhood era, right? So we're, mm -hmm. you know, I think there's, I think there's plenty of like 40 year olds that listen to our show that think of the 90s as like, that's peak gaming, right? Your teens is when you've got all the time in the world. And right. that, yeah, this exists in a world before that, I think kind of for both of us. My, my 90s PC experience is, um, I always felt like my family was behind on tech. We didn't get a PC probably until like, 97 or maybe 98 like we didn't have any pc at all until that mm -hmm. point basically we had a little gateway computer and everything i got every pc game i ever had i don't know where it came from i never i never got <laughs> games but floppy disks would show up at our house at one point we had you you know those like things you put in your car that you put your cds in in the in the 90s and early 2000s yeah yeah, yeah. i had sort of a version of that of just PC games that were like, like freeware. Like my, I had Carmen Sandiego and I had, uh, I had yeah. uh, Oregon Trail uh, in that pack, but I also had a bunch of other really strange things. But I remember like a Chippendale uh, PC game and like a top-down shoot 'em up kind of thing. And especially too, I've the, my fondest memories are going to my grandparents' house and their PC had things like Chips Challenge and Rodents Revenge and those old like 90s puzzle games, ski free, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, um, ski free. Who doesn't love ski free? We're not doing ski <laughs> we're free. We're not doing okay? ski free. We're not doing I do, ski free. I do but... have a joke. Uh, I do have a joke draft pick that is uh, just the, it's it's the Microsoft 
pack of those games like the mic the, the microsoft entertainment <laughs> pack is right. is my yeah. is my mock entry for uh, things and that would include basically all the things i just listed outside of that the only pc game i think i played in the 90s was age of empires 2 like i think that's it. yeah and, and is that even is age of empires 2 even 90s or is that very early 2000s i'm not I'm, i think of age age of empires 2 in is fact 90s i did i did have a demo of age of empires 1 though i remember that being a thing that existed again one of those things that just shows up on your computer you don't know where it came right. from i had a demo where i could play like one level of age of empires 1 basically yeah i i uh was a Westwood and Blizzard kid at the same mm. time. Um, so Command and Conquer and Warcraft were very available to me. And yeah. I saw, I I did not even know that there was a rivalry. I had to be told that <laughs> later. That like, I, I would have been, as a child, I probably didn't even understand that these games were made by people and that yeah. these people might be aware of each other. Right. Uh, right. It just seemed like a crazy thing to me. Um, and, and I will say too, once we get into the early 2000s, you know, I'm, I'm, and we've addressed, we've said this before, Hunter, you asked me on the, on like the Secret of Monkey Island episode, like why I have this fondness for point and click. And what I basically eventually learned is I started getting into flash games that were being made by people who thought fondly of the nineties PC game experience. Right. Yeah. So I wasn't playing LucasArts and King's Quest games, but I was playing dumb flash games that were trying to be LucasArts and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, sierra online or whatever you know all those games so i have this strange young memory of being really into that genre without playing basically a single one of the mainstays so that's the other thing that excites me about this season is like i've played so many things inspired by this era i just haven't played the actual you know the hits of of this time period right well somehow we're going to end up with 15 of the hits yep. somehow yeah <laughs> uh, which doesn't really make sense to me but oh. i guess that is fine yeah i don't know how it how 15 hits yeah are going to truly represent this no. this platform in this era it can't it's it, there's you hey everyone prepare to be let down in some way your your favorite game's not going to make it on here i'm sorry like i just Absolutely. everyone has to know that 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 we are trying to do just too many things so so this is an impossible task how what are our priorities then hunter you you created your draft list i've created mine they've been made in sort of completely different ways so you, can you walk me through the sort of priorities of how you chose what your drafts were going to be yeah i did it based off like my a combination of two factors um my perceived quality which could be at based off actual perception of having played the game uh-huh. or my idea of what it is uh-huh. um plus historical relevance right which means and there's a downside to that which i think your your i i think your side will kind of address this a little bit there are a lot of genres on the pc that saw many entries that were important right and my list is not worried about having a huge variety as far as genre goes my list is more like yeah the pc was good for a handful of things um and then the rest i don't know we're Mm -hmm. not we're not covering that basically because i do feel like for some for some types of genres Basically, because the console market was so huge during the 90s right. that I feel like PC games just didn't even try and compete. Yeah. Like, at no point on the PC platform did it actually feel like they were like, well, let's 
Let's try and compete with Mario. Yeah. They didn't even think about it. Yeah, there's no character opinion. platformers on 90s PC. Not, yeah, I mean, not of, not of not, important mention. <laughs> exactly. It's not like they don't exist. Yeah. Like, there are, there's something. There's Commander Keen or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it is is it really worth it to highlight that? Right. My list very much says no. Yeah. But, yeah. And it also doesn't care about evenly distributing across years. It's late nineties heavy. Yeah. My list. Right. Very right. late nineties heavy. Yeah. So my, yeah, my list, like you've been kind of referencing, I, I had some very specific other priorities. First and foremost, I don't have my list as a ranked one to 15. If, if you remember our 2001 sort of setup episode, we both had a one to 15 list and we sort of let it go from there and let the rankings sort of dictate things. I really can't think of most of these games as things I want to play the most. I There's too much. Like, I want to play all of them just as much as the next thing. So I, I right. abandoned that idea because it, I, it, I tried for a little bit and it wasn't working. So I went through each year and tried to make at least one representative for every single year of the 90s, from 1990 to 1999. I just try to get, like, what is at least one thing from that year? Now, the late 90s gets way heavy, right? 98 and 99, especially 1998, is a colossal year for gaming and especially PC gaming. That I mean, we we literally could do this season exclusively about, like, we just did 2001, A Game Odyssey. We could do 1998 in PC gaming, and that would be a season. Like, that would be an appropriate season of this show. That's how gross just that one year is. Um, which is why, yeah, like Hunter said, this, this is going to be back-end heavy. Um, right. Especially just from like a technological standpoint. You know, these games are getting more impressive as, as we move on. But I tried to pick a game from every year, and I listed out genres, and I wanted to represent like every sort of mainstay PC genre that I could. Because I, But what I want is by the end of these 15 games, I want to feel like we played everything the PC technically had to offer in the 90s. It's almost like choosing one you know, game to represent an entire genre and where do we get once we've done all that? And then if there's any extra space, then okay, now we can add a second first person shooter or something like that, right? So mine is especially gross because I'm leaving out a large swath of hugely important games because I had to look at the RTS genre and go, I'm picking one. I am only picking one single RTS. Oh my God. And that's disgusting, right? So, So that's why this draft is going to be a conflict of priorities that Hunter and I just have to sort of determine what it means to us. So it's going to be a blend of those two things. I will try to bring in the weirder genres, but Hunter's going to make sure we're playing the good, great games that we just sort of have to play or whatever, right? So that that's going to be what makes this so difficult. And I think both of us are ready to have our hearts broken. So yeah, is it absolutely? Is it time? This is going to be horrifying (laughs) uh, what we're about to do. Uh, Absolutely. I just want real quick. One thing I want to say, is and and I don't want to tip my hand too much. There there is maybe a I may be going to perpetuate a little bit of category fraud. Sure, but I do want to say we said PC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meaning personal computer. We didn't say Windows. Yeah. We didn't say DOS. Right. We didn't say Mac. Especially in the first half of the '90s, PC is means something really nebulous. By the late '90s, I mean we're talking about pretty much exclusively windows stuff but yeah the early years are very confusing for this stuff (laughs) yeah um so any so basically anything that would be called a personal computer right was fair game for me now i'm not going to use that logic very often in fact i think i only use it for we we probably won't even get to the games where i leaned on that logic more yeah um we might talk about it a little bit with one entry i just wanted to go and throw that out there before people were to be like well 
not, right. that's not a windows game it's like no whatever i don't care about that yeah, yeah. i don't care about that personal computer it has to be a personal computer right okay um hunter i would like we're, we're gonna alternate the way we've decided to do this draft at least for now and we'll you know we'll this is gonna get messy and we're gonna just start making deals and underhand little things mm -hmm. uh but hunter I, I would like it if you kicked things off we got to pick 15 okay. things and if anything i'm even sort of opening with the idea that i think you're gonna get an extra pick out of all of this over me because i think you have well, we'll see. more diehard priorities than i do uh so yeah what's what's like the first thing to add to this list okay so my draft pick number one uh my highest priority um which doesn't mean it has to go on like that's how right. much this i'm ready so to messy. deal make <laughs> i am not even i'm looking at the top of the list and being like well, it's all gonna it's all available for play. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my number one draft pick uh is actually the one that is that is the reason I included that caveat before. Um my number one draft pick is Another World, Whoa. uh developed by uh Delphine Software, um as specifically uh, developed by Eric Chahi. Um it is an adventure game. Um it is not a point and click game. It's yep. sort of a platformer, but it's also sort of not. Yep. It's very short. It was originally released on the um Amiga uh which is a personal computer. It's a UK based personal computer. So <laughs> we it's, it's like the only time I've ever said anything nice about or tried to do anything nice for for British gaming <laughs> is us uh, talking about this game. It's a game that I have never played at all in spite of the fact that I have owned it. For yeah. a long time Ditto. and have just never touched it and have heard too much talk about it basically it's inspired uh every like major storyline focused like kind of adventure game right that isn't quite like a point and click right it's like it's like the only game that i can think of that would work that is adventure and story focused and not a point and click now right. i'm not to say that we shouldn't have any point and clicks we will have a point and click uh, but Another World is sort of that and not that at the same time. Uh, so in that way, I think it's really interesting. Um, another thing, too, about it that if you're if you're worried about, well, this is an Amiga game. What is that? Why? Why does why is that OK? Uh, if you need to be convinced, I guess maybe you don't. I mean, I think it's fairly it makes sense to me. But uh, the actual uh, the first version of another world release that is the most complete that has the intro that people know and uh an extra bonus level was actually the ms dos version um so right. some people would argue that that you know first of all it, it was originally released on a personal computer and then over here in the united states our port was the more complete version now it was also ported to basically every single console yeah. as well right which a lot of these games we're going to talk about were not really featured on the console. But at the same time, what, are we going to not cover Doom because there was a Super Nintendo port? <laughs> Me thinking not. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that's my argument yeah. right there. I mean, this is also a game that I haven't played and I right. really want to. Yeah, I've never played it. I have always wanted to. Um, it's such a tricky one because I think about how much weight this season already has on its shoulders and like an adventure game of this style is like my lowest priority in terms of genre right like i, I do right. not think of another world as like a quintessential pc game i think of another world as a quintessential game right that that like another world just sort of is this mm -hmm. completely separate thing so it's like do i want to you know scare away from the opportunity to play this game no i want to play this game 
but it does feel like it's taking up a slot that something more appropriately 90s PC could have taken up. But I think that's a I, I, I want to leave, you know, we're, I'm not about to say Hunter, your first pick is a no go. Like it's on the list. But yeah, it is a thing that might get renegotiated later, just depending Absolutely. on by the time we get to our 13th game and we see how much gas we're running out of. You know, we're going to have to figure things out, but I absolutely want to play this game. What year did Another World originally release? 1992. 92. That is, so, that is the 90s. And oh, that's, oh, well, sorry. Actually, 91 for the Amiga, but still. Okay. And, and that's another great thing, though, too, is what, what I, you know, I, I have picked a game from every uh, year, but then I have highlighted sort of my top picks, uh, which means what, honestly, I ran into an issue of is 90, 91, and 92. I came up with ideas for... But I don't know that any of them are actually going to get addressed because of how many other more important things have to get talked about. So at the very least, the big feather in another world's cap for me is I'm very happy to have something from the very early 90s, right? Because that's a hard category to fill. The like Absolutely. first three or four years of the 90s are, are much trickier. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Matt. Your first draft pick. Let's hear it. My first draft pick. I th I want to get some of the easy stuff out of the way. The easiest genres where it's like, listen, there's there is the absolute perfect example of that genre, and there's no question that we have to get into about what to do with that. So my first pick is 1993's Mist, which is the puzzle game. It's just right. the puzzle game, and there's I you know I can't think of another puzzle game more important than Mist for the 90s. Yeah, uh, Mist is also on my list. It was my number five priority pick. Um, I think we absolutely have to do it. Yeah. There's no way for us to not do it. Yeah. Um, have you have you played Mist before? Do you, I, you... I have a memory of one time, like as a younger person, hearing about this game, Mist. Mist was always a game you heard about, right? I, it, yeah. I, it has this very strange kind of legacy because it was this game game that people that weren't gamers were checking out for some reason like it was almost my, my understanding of it was always that it was almost more just like a piece of software people had than people thinking of it as actually a game i don't know why that's my perception but it, that's how i always thought about it so when i was younger but not actually in the 90s i remember trying to play mist and it baffling me i did i couldn't right. get past like even the second thing I needed to do. I just was sort of wandering around the area and I was like, this is really hard. I'm going to do something else because I'm 11 or whatever. So right. I have very little experience with Myst, but as I've grown up, I've become deeply into puzzle games and got especially into The Witness and The Witness is very much, you know, not a far cry from Myst uh, in its DNA. So Myst is something that's been a top priority for me to um, add to my lexicon, basically. Yeah, also it's 1993, so that takes care of mm -hmm. another earlier year. So we're yeah. not doing too bad. We got a 92, yeah. we got a 93. Yep. Um I don't know how if we'll have a 91 or a 90, but no. we'll yeah, we'll see <laughs> we'll see how that uh plays out. Okay. Well, that was a clean easy one. Mist is not yeah. not controversial, I don't think. Um Hunter, I would love to hear your next pick. Okay. Uh my next pick this is my number 2 priority. Um, definitely a game that I have wanted to play for oh so long, and it connects spiritually to a game that is very important to both of us. It is, of course, Planescape mm. Torment, the legendary Black Isle Studios yep. um, Western RPG. Uh, it was literally released on December 12th, 1999, so it just barely <laughs> slides in there. <laughs> <You're> but, <insane. laughs> 
Dang it! We gotta have Planescape Torment. Yeah. I, it's been so long, and I have never, yeah. I have never played this game. Yep. Uh, I've tooled around in it before. I booted it up and been like, yeah. oh, what is up with this?" I always hear that this is one of the greatest video games ever, ever made. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've, I've never gone all the way in, and, and I, I, I want it. I want to have this one. Yeah. This one is my of all the RPGs we could do. This one is just up there at the tippity top for yeah. me like yeah. if, if we were going to pick only one rpg for this season which i don't know that that's what we're going to do but who knows we'll i have no idea how we might run out of get. room yeah <laughs> yeah i will fight for planescape torment in a yeah. weird way probably more so than i will fight for another world because i know how important the adventure genre is to you personally mm. even though another world is my number one pick so maybe i should have just had planescape torment as my number one because i'm willing <laughs> to fight for it i think a lot harder yeah yeah uh, and also like it's a specific inspiration for disco elysium and if you yeah. check the list that's a big one for us so right. i feel like it makes sense that we would play this game yeah i've played probably the opening hour of this game before um and i've also my my top rpg pick was actually fallout 2 which might get yeah. brought up later we'll see it's another huge game and i i really want to play fallout 2 but putting it up against planescape torment there's not I don't have a priority actually between those two. I sort of just picked Fallout 2. I definitely, definitely, definitely want to play Planescape Torment. Um, it's hilarious that it's barely a 90s game, but yep. it's mm -hmm. it definitely is the culmination of so much of what was happening in the RPG scene, scene in the 90s. Like, it's a beautiful summation of that right. genre. So if it did end up being our only RPG... I would be a little bit sad about that, but also I would be like, you know what? We picked the one. We picked the right one. That's the right, right one if it's our only one. So hopefully we get another, but uh, I don't know. I'm not going to. I'm crossing my fingers, I guess. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, then my next pick is I think I need to do something more contentious than Mist. I think I got to get something dangerous on there. Um, you know, I'm nervous to to even start diving into first person shooters because that's a whole I don't know. We might have to save first person shooters for an entire just debate at the end of this because mm -hmm. I, I have two first person shooters on my list. I have 1993's Doom and right. I have 1998's Half-Life. Those are my top priorities for first person shooter. Um, I know Hunter and I have. I mean, we've been working on these lists for months, and we we know a rough idea of what's on each other's lists. Although we have, have at times kept it secret from each other, uh, but I know Hunter has some other first person shooters. But I'm I'm too I'm too nervous to do that battle yet. Actually, I don't think I can do it. Um, but I do think we need to put. Um, I I think like a four X or some kind of strategy that isn't necessarily you know fast paced real time strategy needs to be on this list. Okay, um, so. I'm going to put forward a couple of ideas here. I'm not going to just like do one, but I want to talk with you, talk through this with you, Hunter. So my top picks for sort of the strategy genre that isn't RTS or isn't traditional RTS is Master of Orion, which is a big 4X game that is like the, the 4X game. I mean, people have been referencing this game forever. I think it had a sort of remaster not too long ago, maybe. I don't I don't remember how easy Master of Orion is to get a hold of. But mm -hmm. Master of Orion, I also put up next to 1999's Homeworld, which is really categorized as a 3D RTS. I've always wanted to play Homeworld. There's a beautiful remaster that was done by, I think, 2K or, or uh, Gearbox or something. Um, yeah. But... 
it, within that remaster, you can also just play with like original graphics and everything. But Homeworld is like this thing that sort of stands alone in in its own kind of genre that like hasn't been wildly iterated on. I think there's like examples of iterations of it. If anything, like Homeworld to me seems like maybe the proto Eve Online or something, but as a single player kind of thing. That's how I think of Homeworld. So. What do you feel about Homeworld and Master of Orion? I don't think both of them have room on this list, so I do think we pick one is, I guess, why I'm bringing them up together. Okay, so are you talking about Master of Orion, or do you want to talk about Master of Orion 2, Battle for Antares, um, or I, Antares? I, I, don't, I guess I don't have a preference. I, I leaned Master of Orion mostly because I was looking for uh, more 93 games, and I just thought of the game that invented like that started the series but if master of ryan 2 is like the bigger smash hit i don't care like i'll do either of them whatever i just feel like in my research it it sort of was indicated to me that master of ryan 2 is like the one um but let's take a look at this real quick so master of ryan 2 is a 1996 game mm -hmm. uh home world as you said is a 1999 game what sucks is that so on on my list i put home world number 25 priority and then mm -hmm. master of orion 2 is number 26 priority oh, so they're both so low-ish in yeah. my re in my research they were they were definitely below my line that as in they would for sure make it in but uh i gave the hat tip to home world and that is really how i feel is like i kind of think that home world is a little more interesting yeah um, yeah and a little less, it's a little less crunchy. It's a little more thematic. Right. Which maybe defeats the 4X part. Like, right. do we need to talk about civilization at all? Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, it's, it didn't make my short list, even though it definitely should. I mean, so many things should have, <laughs> but whatever. I mean, yeah, uh, civilization is a, is a monolith, but I also think of, um, I don't know, I look, I look at some of those, you know, I, I look at screenshots of Civ 2 and I'm a little bit like, oh, that's pretty chunky that's pretty spreadsheety i don't know if i want to go there like i that you know that makes me nervous mm -hmm. i i i know you have more pain you know you're the paradox kid you're you're the europa universalis and and all that so you have more um room for that kind of stuff i think in you but yeah i mean i i think across all of it i lean more homeworld which is sad because if anything a year that i have very very lacking is 1996 which makes master of orion 2 something i would like to have because it's just a just to have a, a year spread. I think we're going to be so overweighted in 98 and 99 that picking Homeworld makes me a little bit sad because it's just like another, it's not a thing either of us are like especially passionate about. And then it's filling up more at the end of the, at the end of the decade. Um, but yeah. it's a thing I've always wanted to play. So I don't know. I'm, I, I think I want to lean Homeworld and put it on there, but I think there's room that it gets knocked off later. <laughs> yeah. Let's put Homeworld on for now. Um, I like that you're you've kind of broken the. Uh, we were doing good actually at the years until yeah, Homeworld. Now now we, now have, we have two, two games from ninety nine. I know it's a mess. It's a mess. Whatever. <laughs> well, I, I'll well, make sure right. I'll make sure my next one fits in somewhere else. We'll 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 go big uh, on my next pick. But uh, your turn. Well, my Hunter. next pick is also gonna mess it up because uh, it's uh, I'm I'm literally just going in order. I'm not being sure. strategic here. I'm That's just great. like these are the games I'm trying to get on yep. uh, in the order that I that I care about them. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and go with my third draft pick, my number three priority, which of course is Doom. Yeah, uh, which is another 1993 game. That's fine though. It's Doom, baby. <laughs> it's Doom. Uh, I've all I, I mean I've played Doom. Uh, I did not play Doom when I was a kid. 
Uh, my parents would not let me. My, my parents were like, Duke Nukem, okay. Doom, not okay. <laughs> like, what a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. They don't listen, but if they did listen, like, why are you so weird? Um, <laughs> because that doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. But anyways, it's Doom. Uh, I, I played it. Uh, within a year, well, I, it was the first game I played when I got my Steam Deck. I was like, I want to play Doom on this, which actually seems like a fitting thing to do with a new device. <laughs> just Try load it. up Doom and right. see how it plays. Um, <laughs> plays great. Uh, there, it's 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 so fun. I don't know. Doom is like so crazy fun. Yeah. Um, and I'll actually, it should be my number one as far as priority. I'll riot if we don't do Doom. Yeah. And and I hope the listeners will too. Yeah. I hope we all we will start. Our arrival podcast, if Doom is not included on this list. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lock. We, we, you and I both know that we were always going to do Doom. Quake was too big of a deal episode, and we constantly refer to Doom in, when we talk about Quake. Mm-hmm. We need to be done with that conversation. Doom needs to be on the list. That's like yeah. a million percent. That's more locked than missed on this list. Yeah. Doom is. Absolutely. So there, it's not going Absolutely. anywhere. Um, okay, I, I need to put something bigger on here. Um, something I actually care a lot about. And conveniently, will fill multiple categories. Um, and and I know you have a different entry from this series. I think somewhere on your list, I'm putting forward Wing Commander Three from 1994. Uh, it is a flight sim, which flight sims are, I think, an important PC genre. And we don't have, you know, there's there's a handful of the obvious picks. Uh, I think there's also Star Wars Tie Fighter, and there's also Descent. Although Descent is a part of kind of a specific other genre but it's sort of flight sim adjacent i would say um sure. wing commander 3 though i pick because uh it is also an fmv game a full motion video game it is the only fmv game i've actually i have a second fmv game but i absolutely know it's not going to make it onto the list uh but i think fmv is very important to experience to have that 90s fix and and uh wing commander 3 might be the best fmv experience it is it's mark hamill it's like it is an all-star cast it is a major series uh and i i, I mean i i don't think it has like the legacy points of like Wing Commander one, but I think that whole series is highly regarded. And I just want to do the one where they've gone like they they pulled out all the stops to try to make it like a a triple A premiere silver screen experience. So that's that's yeah. my nomination is Wing Commander three. Yeah, so it has full motion video in it. I will say though, I would push back on the idea that it is an FMV game. Right? No, no, no. Like that's true. Not like. It's not like Night Trap or something right. like that. Right. Um, yeah, Wing Commander 3. I had, uh, what Wing Commander? Did did I actually even include a Wing Commander? I don't think I had Wing Commander. Oh, really? Oh, I had the original Wing Commander as my number 43. Woo! Uh, I, you know what it was? Is I just ended up being like a uh, TIE Fighter. Um, yeah. And so for me, TIE Fighter was just higher up on my priorities. Yeah. And I felt like I don't know how many flight sims we're going to have. Yeah. Um, and but yeah, I my my pick, if we're only going to have one would be TIE Fighter. Right. But like Wing Commander 3 is also, uh, I think, I mean, it'd be interesting to I don't really know anything about the right about the series Wing Commander. I just know that Mark Hamill was somewhat involved in some way he's, um, he's, like he a, he's the, the main character, character yeah and the, the cast is insane i mean I, I i want to experience it just for the actual story of seeing all of these crazy people that happen to be in this game i mean th- this is like w- wing commander is a series 
putting in big name actors like bef- like that's become more of a recent thing you know you you got all your games with like you know uh, Patrick Stewart and stuff in it or whatever Mark <laughs> Hamill Malcolm McDowell John Reese Davies like it's it's an all star cast Tom Wilson yeah. why not <laughs> why not well throw and Tom I'm sure that I'm there I'm sure the execution of them being integrated into the game is all very well done in yeah. 1994. Uh, Tim yeah, Curry. Right. Tim Curry is in this as a voice. His face isn't in it, but Tim Curry's Tim Curry in there. is also in uh, Command and Con- uh, Command yes, and Conquer Red Alert, yeah. and uh, he he does a performance for the ages. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, Matt, I like that you've gone full obscure, and we haven't yeah. even gotten like the main stuff I know. on well, here. Well, I, I I had to. The, I said Very we got to go big because no, I I think that's my last one. I think I had to do it before it was. I ran out of time, and from here on uh, out, it's like, uh oh, I don't have space. Like I I had to trap myself to where now because I didn't want to miss out on at least a couple obscurer things. But now I do think I'm done. I don't have space for it anymore. Yeah. Well, I'm already very bummed out at the obscure things I'm going to have to kick off my own list. But I knew that I was the one that had to bring the heat. You don't have to go top down on your list. You don't have to. No, I'm trying to do the responsible thing and make sure that we have a good season. Um, My number four pick, uh, number four priority is StarCraft Brood War. There you go. Um, It is definitely the most important game to me like as far as my whole life is yeah. concerned that we will cover in this season, uh, I think it is the closest that we can get to another episode that is akin to Halo Combat Evolved yep. or uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee, where there's a lot of history there. Right. Uh, and yeah, I I mean, and it would just be fun to, to play around with uh, Brood War again. Now, it does hurt me that, you know, it's StarCraft, uh, and I honestly have just as many fond memories as uh, of StarCraft as I have of Warcraft 2. Um, but I feel like Warcraft 2 isn't something we can connect with specifically right. about. No. Yeah. And it won't have that, you know, we, we didn't have a friend group that was all yeah. interested in Warcraft 2 at the same time. So I feel like in that way, it really just has to be StarCraft. Like, I don't want to double think it. It's, yeah. it's got to be StarCraft with a bullet. Right. Yeah, and this this is as locked as Doom is. Honestly, Hunter and I have always known we're gonna do StarCraft. That's just a it's just going to happen for sure. So mm-hmm. easy mm-hmm. lock for me. Um, so looking at what we just already have so far, I'm quite comfortable with our spread. Actually, ninety one, ninety three, ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety three, ninety four, ninety eight. We're kind of missing that ninety five to ninety seven range. But mm-hmm. honestly, on my own list, that's also underrepresented. Um, uh, some of my some of my shortlist that I will not be nominating in this moment is 96's Elder Scrolls II Daggerfall, a game that I think would be interesting to play, but I don't actually care about very much and don't necessarily want to play. Right. Uh, 97, what I wrote down was Worms 2. I love the Worms series, but I'm not going to do that to Hunter. There's too many more important things to put on this list than a, a freaking Worms game. So uh, you're welcome, Hunter. I won't I won't punish you. Uh but I, I think I want to lean more in this 98, 99 range because there's just too many things that need to go on the list. And I want to prioritize a point and click adventure game. Now, I originally, uh, we did Secret of Monkey Island uh, just as an off topic game. And my goal was I really want to play the recently released Return to Monkey Island. Uh, but I wanted to play LeChuck's Revenge first because although there are many games in the Monkey Island series, Return of Monkey Island was sort of billed as actually a sequel to LeChuck's Revenge because Ron Gilbert was not a part of the series after LeChuck's Revenge. So 
there was a world. I put LeChuck's Revenge on my shortlist. That's a 1991 uh, LucasArts adventure game. But if we're only going to do one point-and-click adventure game, which isn't a guarantee, but if we're only going to do one, I don't want to actually waste the time by just doing a sequel to a game that we already know the art style. It's like just doing LeChuck's Revenge is like doing Secret of Monkey Island again. And I think it's much more important to do 1998's Grim Fandango. Ah, uh, yes. This is also on my list. It was my number 10 uh, pick, Grim Fandango. Um, yeah, no, I think it's, uh, I think, I think if we're going to talk about LucasArts more, mm -hmm. it makes more sense to go after the thing that kind of defined or, or kind of like, it's like kind of like Planescape Torment, right? Like it's yeah. kind of like the, the, the cherry on top, right? The like end result yes. of this genre. Um, and then it all kind of came crashing down. Right. right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Grim Fandango, very cool. Very, very interesting uh, art style and story. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it would just be good to play Grim Fandango again. I love that game. Yeah, I've it's never fantastic. played it, so it's it's a very important thing for me to get get knocked off my actually playing the good point and click adventure games rather than my weird Homestar Runner Flash games. So that's yeah, that's that's a goal of mine basically. Yeah, I I'm you're gonna love it. You are gonna love Grim yeah. Fandango. It's gonna be like your favorite game. Um, cool, cool. All right, so um, last I did was my number four. My number five was Miss. So we've already got that covered. Um, my number six is going to be a little bit weird. Okay. Um, so what I have for my number six is System Shock 2. Oh, shoot. Not System Shock 1. Sure, yeah. And the reason is because I chose a different Warren Spector game to be my Warren Spector game. <laughs> I feel like I probably won't get that Warren Spector game on the list. Mm -hmm. So here's what I'm saying. If we have another game by Warren Spector on the list, then I want to back System Shock 2. If there's going to be no Warren Spector, I would rather play System Shock 1. Mm. If you don't know who Warren Spector is, he was a very good uh, and very interesting uh, fellow who uh, produced video games and worked for uh, a company called Looking Glass Studios that were primarily responsible for creating this um, genre of game called the Immersive Sim. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever played Deus Ex, that's what an immersive sim is. Right. It's it's Deus Ex, that weird <laughs> fusion of first person shooter, but still like kind of open with some RPG elements. Yeah. Um, and System Shock, especially the first one, is like kind of it's very proto that. It's it's not yeah. they haven't exactly figured out like what that genre is going to be at this point. Um, I think that genre doesn't really take shape until we get to Thief. Yeah. Um which is also sort of a stealth game though. So those priorities also sort of like yeah. kind of mix it up. It's a very interesting like genre to cover when it comes to right. the legacy of, of PC gaming. Um, System Shock 2, uh, awkwardly, uh, was not is not really a Warren Spector thing. It's more of a Ken Levine of <laughs> Bioshock fame. Right. Um, and also kind of a guy that I don't love, but it would be cool <laughs> to kind of explore him a bit yeah, on the show. Maybe so. So yeah, I'm saying System Shock 2 or System Shock 1, and I um, reserve the right to kind yeah. of switch it up depending on how the rest of the list uh, so, pans out. Yeah, because we're getting actually already 
terrifyingly enough, we are already in like the later half of adding things to this list. That's yes. what's so scary. Yes. And we haven't had any sort of first person. We're, we've, we have Doom, but we don't have 3D first person being addressed yet. Um, I said earlier, I have Half-Life on my list. I think, I know System Shock 2 is a is an immersive sim, but also immersive sims kind of are first person shooters. Um, so I didn't have System Shock 2 on my list because I just prioritized Half-Life, which is maybe a little bit odd. But I did have Thief on my list. So I do think this is where we get into some deal making, okay. basically. Where okay. I've always also wanted to play System Shock 2. Like that, that is a that's a big one for me and things I want to play. But when I think about this season and stuff I have room for and stuff I might not play, like the way I think about System Shock 2 is that's probably going to come up again later, just like as an off topic for something else or whatever. Like it's a right. game I want to play so bad that we might just do it another time. But I don't specifically know that like we'll do Thief anytime soon. And and Thief is maybe a bigger priority for for me. And I wonder how high up Thief is on your list because you, you just specifically referenced it as another uh, Warren Spector game, so I'm I'm curious where its priority is for you. Um, I think I think the best way to move forward with this is to let's just put System Shock Two on there for now, mm. and then let's go back and forth. We're gonna I think we blow past fifteen, yeah, and, and then, then we make deals, sure, like kind of going back and forth in that way. I think makes okay. the most sense. System Shock Two hanging out. With everything else, uh, are there any genres that need to get in here before it's too late? Um, I have one thing to potentially add, although I could be talked out of it, but I would like to propose XCOM UFO Defense as our tactic game. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I know you are a big fan of Firaxis's XCOM Enemy Unknown. Um, yeah. And it would be nice to see sort of the origins of that uh, series slash genre. I don't know that XCOM specifically invented like the tactic genre, but it's an earlier entry. Um, it is, at, at, if we get past 15, I can't say I'll fight especially hard for it, especially because we did get Homeworld on there. And I think I'd rather play Homeworld if we're going to only have like one sort of strategy sort of thing. Um, but really this is my last chance to put this kind of genre stuff on before I think we start going heavy on uh rpgs and first person shooters i think the last few things i add are just going to be like well i want to do more i want to do more of those because those are great uh wonderful right. games so th right. this, is, this is my last trying to have an even spread pick is xcom ufo defense yeah so i have xcom ufo defense on my list as well i put it number 20 um it's definitely it's definitely a game that makes sense for me to have on i will say though xcom is like crushingly difficult yeah that, and that's a big I, if knock. we do it if we cover it i want to be on record having said that now <laughs> you understand why yeah, yeah, i get it i get okay. it okay <laughs> i just want to be able to have said hey matt that game is crazy difficult right. and definitely not dadlands friendly yeah. on any level yeah yeah that's fair that's fair. okay let's okay. I, I it's getting its special mention right now and in about 20 minutes we might have forgotten that it was ever here <laughs> yeah i think i think that makes sense okay um so my number seven draft pick number seven priority is my uh second rpg pick it is fallout 2 okay um another landmark title yep. 
uh, Black Isle Studios as well. Uh, my only RPG picks were both uh, Black Isle. Yeah. Um, I have always... Uh, so the thing about both Fallout 1 and Fallout 2 is they're both games that I've picked up many times yeah. and, and even played... I would say about halfway through at yeah. various moments and never finished. Mm. This would be the first time I have finished either of those two games. Yeah. Um, and I love everything about them. Obviously the right. Fallout universe is uh, fantastic. Yep. And uh, I also just think it'd be cool if we did this before we even did Fallout New Vegas, for which sure. is the one that you really want to play. Well, uh, exact logic for me. It, the, Fallout 2 is on my list. I really, really, really want to play it. I want to do it before we eventually do Fallout New Vegas. It's... Yeah, uh, we abs. I don't think we can have any more RPGs on this list. I don't think there will be room. Yeah. But these are the two yeah. I wanted to play, like with a bullet. I, I prefer awesome. these over everything else. So I'm, I'm See, at least we have that. We yeah. we know what RPGs we wanted to yeah. have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, I I need to get. Oh my god, we have so many 98s and 99s, and I'm about to put another 98 on there because I I desperately want to play Half Life. I want to play it so bad. Uh, so um, I I know. There's a way more first-person shooter conversations to have, but I want to make sure Half-Life is at least a part of that conversation. If, if we're going to start pecking stuff off, that's mm -hmm. fine, but Half-Life has to be in the conversation. So my next draft pick is Half-Life from Valve in 1998. Yeah, um, I also have Half-Life on my list. It's my number 13. Uh, pick which means that it's above my line of imagined like if it was only up to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would I would cover Half-Life. I will say though, it is my number thirteen, which yeah. means I find it very like, I it's tradable for yeah, me. Right now, I know, I know you. I think you want it a little more than I do. Yeah. Um, but we'll maybe we'll make some deals about Half Life and and you know make some people upset because um, <laughs> I know a lot of people like this game a lot. Well, I've played Half Life. I I find the the Valve formula of you know here like I like Half Life to me Half Life One especially. It kind of, I don't want to tip my hand too much, but it kind of has a little bit of an ocarina of time like problem. Oh, interesting. Sure. Like, yeah. It, I mean, it's, it it's talked about as an important thing. I actually feel that way. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a person who gets behind it. Half Life Two is one of the greatest games I've ever played, and Half Life I, Two is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but Half Life like, is your your argument is Half Life does not necessarily uh, earn its praise, maybe to some degree. I just think it's more interesting as a historical object uh -huh. than it is as a game to play right well, now. And knowing yeah. at least one of the first person shooters that I thought was on your list. And we'll see, I mean, we're, we're about to pick our 13th thing on this list. So we're already getting into yeah. really dangerous territory, but yeah. I know an argument you made one time uh, off mic, you know, just in, in us discussing it is one thing we are currently lacking that I will note in our first, I mean, we have technically three first person shooters. We have doom, yeah. we have system shop yeah. two and we have half life. None of which are especially notable multiplayer first-person shooters, yep. which is a yep. crying shame, and I get it. I understand wow. that that is a problem. So. Are you looking at my list right no, now? No, I'm not. You you, know, we've talked about it before. Perfectly, no, well, you right, told me you you told me one of your things once, so I know okay. I know one of your first-person shooters. And well, why, I just why mean like there. you're you're setting this up all very deep. Oh, good. Because <laughs> my number eight pick <laughs> is Quake Three. Oh Arena. God! Oh, oh no, buddy! Uh, so this over a, Unreal Tournament is your is your uh, your choice. Yeah, basically. Unreal Tournament's cool. We, I mean, uh, I I could go either way. I put Unreal Tournament was like my number nineteen, uh -huh. meaning like I want it, it, like it's in my back pocket if we need to sub it in at some point. If you're more interested in Unreal in Unreal Tournament than Quake Three, 
I totally get it, and we could just sub in Unreal Tournament even right now, and I'm down. I just think there should be one yeah. multiplayer experience in this season. The PC, well, we do have StarCraft technically, so we do actually have a multiplayer, a multiplayer. experience. Yeah. But I still think that, I don't know, the, mul the multiplayer shooter experience, I want to try and capture that in some way. Um, and Quake 3 is available. Now, yeah. I don't know how easy it is to to make all that happen, uh -huh. but it's it's out there, I, and I, it's Quake. I feel like we can get it done if we really want it. Right, yeah. Um, my argument for Unreal Tournament would just be that we already have Quake on the list in general. We definitely are putting Doom on the list in general, so it feels like a bit id uh, priority. A little bit and, id heavy. Yeah, a little yeah. id heavy, and it'd be nice for Unreal to get kind of some some love there some epic games action I'm, I'm super open to that like yeah. that's like seriously if if, if we want to sub in unreal tournament right now i let's let's do it let's i, I would go. prefer that yeah i i, I think that. just just nice to give them some love because i I, yeah. I and i don't even without having played either of them really i mean I've, I've sort of touched unreal tournament a little bit but they don't i couldn't even if you showed me two screenshots of one of Unreal Tournament and one of Quake Three, I could not tell you which is which <laughs> stylistically. Yeah. I don't know the difference, so that's fair. They're they're yeah, yeah. they're both nineteen ninety nine as well, which is hilarious. They're both just like the same. I don't know what right. what a weird year. Um, they, ba okay. they barely made it in there. Okay, so I technically have Oof. one last pick. Although as we've said, we're gonna kind of we're, we're gonna overflow. And we're gonna jumble around. Up. Yeah, but I feel suffice with rpgs i think we have too many first person shooters honestly even though okay i mean first person shooter like really is the pc genre because it's like not until you know we talk about goldeneye and we talk about halo as these important console shooters it's like before that you had to play shooters on the pc so it makes sense right. that 90s pc over represents the first person shooter genre. Right. i totally right. i i'm down with that um but um it, it makes me hesitate to want to do something like Thief. Although, like again, when I look at when I look at Doom, System Shock Two, Half Life, and Unreal Tournament, I know for me the first thing I want to lop off is System Shock Two. But that's gonna that's gonna be where we have to just make deals. So I think what I add here has to be something that can be uh, wheeled and dealed. Maybe mm -hmm. is is that what mm -hmm. needs to get entered on here? Is something that can kind of get tossed around in an interesting way. Um, I'm starting to look at my off. My, my, my non-highlighted stuff, um, things like um, I wrote down Lemmings at one point because just puzzle games, you know, I, and I really I genuinely love Lemmings. But that's also lower priority. And Lemmings was eventually almost more like a console thing. Lemmings is a very confusing history of like what is it technically a PC game? I, I categorize it as a PC game, but it, it existed on a lot of other things. Another big pick is StarCraft Brood War is our only RTS. And... I know a game I would like to play and I know our audience would like us to play that gets talked about a lot is 1992's Dune 2. So if I'm putting something on mm. that is negotiable, but I want to sort of see in the conversation, I think I need to put Dune 2 here because I, I, I just think it's maybe the right call to have a bit more RTS in the mix uh, of, of all of this since we really only have StarCraft so far. And it's a it's Westwood, so it's you know representing the other mm -hmm. uh, RTS tradition there. Um, yeah, it and it's older. It feel it, it fills that early um, '90s uh, slot. It was yeah. on my list as well. It was very low though. It was number forty-one. Yeah. Uh, as far as games that I considered. Okay, so I kind of want to try and put Thief the Dark Project on here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but maybe what if we did? What if we made a deal right now? 
maybe maybe this is time for maybe we should go ahead and do deals yeah, this is game 15 i mean it's yeah th this is it this is we are officially i just i'm a i'm a little bit bummed out uh-huh that the immersive sim is not getting love is kind of just not gonna get love right but i think that's just something i have to accept well and my i think part of my argument is immersive sim sort of started you know like system shock and stuff but the immersive sim becomes a big deal in the 2000s right i mean like deus ex mm. is a is the year 2000 uh you know I, I i feel like this genre gets bigger later maybe that's a maybe that's wrong though but i don't i don't know it's it t to me um i mean i don't know i feel so like tricky. after deus ex it kind of falls off for a while maybe and then so. you have like Bioshock, and to me, Bioshock is kind of de a, a debatable entry, sure. and then doesn't Prey. really, yeah, and yeah, and then you have Prey. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I think that I'm trying to I'm trying to think now, like, what if we're only going to do like one of those games? Like, what do I actually want it to be? Do I want it to be Thief the Dark Project, or do I want it to be System Shock Two? The other thing too is that System Shock One is getting a remake mm. very soon oh interesting um and i'm very interested in it um and so that's also another reason i don't necessarily want to play system shock one right now the original yeah. because i might just play the remake and that might be a better way for me to get onboarded yeah. i've also already played thief the dark project and that's not that's not a that's not a problem uh, yeah. like i would be down to play it again um so i say I will make a deal with you. If we're only going to do one immersive sim, I think I would rather have it be uh, Thief the Dark Project, which some people are going to be mad already and be like, that's not even really an immersive sim right. because it has the stealth yeah. lean. And I think if I got to pick between one of those two games, uh, I, I want it to be Thief. So well, I, my my vote is take off System Shock 2, replace it with Thief the Dark Project. Well, and he here's what I'm feeling, though, is I'm, I'm feeling just too much bloat, and, and there's a big part of me that thinks I'm... I have to give up on my half-life. So if you, like, what I'm thinking is we do some sort of trade where, because Thief is also on my list. I would, it, we were running out of space, but I want Thief on there. So I'm down mm -hmm. with Thief over System Shock 2. And I guess what I'm saying is, you know, do with Half-Life what you will, Hunter, because I'm taking, I, I'm a part of taking away your System Shock 2. Uh, I think I owe you I think I owe you a Half-Life, right? <laughs> so I'm I'm actually not that interested in taking Half-Life off more so than something like Homeworld or Wing Commander 3 mm -hmm. or Dune 2 even. Those are mm. kind of, those rank lower to me. Um, and even XCOM UFO Defense, even though that'd be rad if we covered that game. But also like, I Can don't- Can I cover it? <laughs> is the would question. It be a, would it be a good episode? Right. It needs to be, is this, is this going to be- not only is this game good, but is it going to be a good episode of the right. show? Because XCOM UFO Defense, as XCOM has gone forward as a series, yeah. it has done a really good job, I think, of maintaining the difficulty, but also like having the games be friendly or more approachable. Yeah. So if we go with the old XCOM games at all, we're going to run into this problem of like, these are both crushingly difficult yeah. and not very approachable because we're just not you know it's the 90s we're yeah. not 
we're, we haven't really developed that language to that extent. Yeah. Um, I, I, I genuinely think that's a fair argument. And even when I start Googling things about XCOM, almost everything I see is, this game's really hard. <laughs> and it's uh, really, really hard. The, so the, the realistic nature of that episode is that I would try to play it and it's just not going to happen. Like, it's just not going to happen. We're going to have to call in a guest to do it. And do we even necessarily, like, want to lean on that? There might be other things we have to... We have to play with also i have the like how long to beats of a lot of these written down and we got some big rpgs in this right like fallout 2 can be a chunky game that we could put a lot of time into XCOM is supposed to be like a 40 hour game that's also crushingly difficult yeah it's kind absolutely. of just a schedule burner uh so yeah. yeah we can lop that off and i say hunter add whatever you want in its place Ooh. okay Okay. My preference being for a not first-person shooter, not first-person yeah, no, thing. <laughs> no, no more first-person shooters. What are we lacking here? Because we've got, we've got some adventure. We've got a lot of RTS. Um, yeah, we, we have technically three RTS if Homeworld uh, technically counts. I'll say one thing we lack, not that we need to get it added in there, but we've had an idea for an episode for a while that's really stupid, and we don't have any MMOs on this list. And I wonder, uh, I wonder your feelings. If you don't want to, I'm not, I'm not trying to pressure you to put this game on the list, but I'm curious yeah. if it was even on your list at all. It is. So what Matt is alluding to is EverQuest, um, which is the, an MMORPG that I played with my family. <laughs> uh, it, we were very weird people, um, and we still are. My only issue is this with everquest and i find i want to be more i need to be honest and straightforward if we're going to do this mm -hmm. i actually think everquest might be cheating a little bit yeah everquest the base game came out march 16th 1999 right and that's true <laughs> and that means that the base game yeah, yeah. was out sure <laughs> runes of kunark which is, in my opinion, where the game really started. In fact, Runes of Kunark was the first expansion to EverQuest, but it also included the base game and like replaced the oh, base game funny. in yeah. a weird way. Yeah, that did not come out till April twenty four, two thousand. I think EverQuest is just a little bit too, too outside the range. Yeah. It just feels a little bit dirty to me okay. to include EverQuest. Okay, I do want to propose something though uh i want to uh propose another uh adventure game uh okay. point and click game great that is what i like about this is that it is not um it's not sierra it's oh. not lucas arts whoa and was written by harlan ellison i am proposing we play the freaky point and click adventure game made in 1995 oh i have no mouth That's and right. i must scream I forgot that this was on your list. Like, I, I knew that this was on your list. Wow, what a pull. Okay. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, I, so I've never played it before. Uh, obviously, the title is Wicked Sick. Yeah. Um, Harlan Ellison, uh, weirdo. Uh, and I don't know. It gets some 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 cyberpunk flavor in there. It sounds, it sounds like a, a fun none of the above, but part of a genre that is important to the PC. Yeah um yeah what year is that that is 1995 that's so great. it also it's is a really kind of gap. covering a year we yeah. haven't covered um well okay we are currently sitting at 14 with some of the wheel trades we've done and you bringing up that 
I do feel dirty that we don't have a Sierra point and click game on here, though. Is three point and clicks too many? Especially with another world also being an adventure game that we have on here. Is that is that yeah. digging in too deep? Because there's a I know at one point we talked about doing a King's Quest, whether it be uh, what I think King's Quest six is regarded as the best one of all of the them. The best one. Yeah. So Air today, it, gone tomorrow. Um how about just throw it on there right now? Just I put mean, it on and see where we see where we just see where we on. are. Yeah. I actually yeah. the the game I originally wanted to propose, but I have been talked out of was uh, an FMV point and click game called Phantasmagoria. Um, mm. which is also uh, Sierra. Um, but I that game had a lot of controversy to it when it came out. It has some very adult themes and scenes yeah. in it. And there was a part of me that was like, I would like to take a look at what 1995 saw as controversial. But the more yeah. I read about it, the more it was like, oh, this isn't like, oh, what a weird relic controversial. This is just like maybe a messed up game and maybe kind of crazy and not something Hunter and I will have any fun talking about actually yeah. even a little bit yeah. so uh i wanted to give a shout out to phantasmagoria for being like a pretty crazy thing that exists but i do not think it's good for the show but i'd like to put king's quest 6 on there as we round out 15 and then we're going to maybe talk about any last minute trades basically but i think we have to make sure that uh sierra is a part of the conversation of what okay. gets considered basically I am already down to kick off I Have No Mouth in really? favor of King's Quest VI. Interesting. Because I just don't think I want to play that much point and click. Like, yeah. three point and click seems like an awful lot of point and click. Right. And if, you know, if your argument is we need to cover the two camps, right. then that's a fair argument. Right. And I am, I am down to... Uh, to embrace that argument. Yeah. Um, and also, it's, it's 92. Um... I'm gonna maybe throw a curve. I got a curveball to yeah. throw. I think I think a curveball is the best fit for the what, what we're looking at. What I'm looking at is quite a bit of first-person shooters, enough if not too many RTSs, and now taking off. I have no mouth. Although, man, what a shame! God, this is this is where this gets so sad. I want to play that game, but yeah, yeah. Lopping, lopping it off does kind of feel right. So I think a curveball, something weirder, would would be nice. A, a nice fit. So I am not I don't I do not really want to play um Dune 2. Yeah. Um but if if the goal is like oh we need we need uh some Westwood sure. on there. What if we just played Command and Conquer? Like yeah. what if Which we just one? played the original, the original Command and Conquer? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, uh what year is that? 1995. That's 1995, I okay. think. That's great. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, I'm down. I've never played a. I, I've played a couple minutes of a single command and conquer game ever. So I, I am down, and I think there's Dune Two fans that will be sad. But also, I'll be honest. When I thought about Dune Two and playing it and looking at it, it just looks so supremely clunky and old. It's just so old. Like it's very old for strategy games. And I get that that's well, me being kind of a loser about it. But uh, I, I, there are refinements to the genre that I would like to prioritize. Dune Two is cool. Um, yeah. but it's, it's also from 92 and we have King's quest now, which is yeah. from 92. Right. And I think a point and click game, it just ages better. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, I think we'll have more fun and have an easier time enjoying, uh, the original command and conquer than we will. Yeah. Uh, Dune two. Right. Um, okay. Well, so with that addition and, and removal and stuff, we actually have 
every year covered except for 96 and 97 but mm-hmm. i don't have good s- substitutions for 96 and 97 i'm not pri- i'm not over prioritizing that every single year gets represented i don't actually care that much um so not a big deal but if you had big 96 97 games on your list that you really want to do we have a slot opened up because we put command and conquer in place of dune 2 but we're still needing right. to put something in place of i have no mouth i will say another game that the i think the only game i have left actually of things i genuinely want to talk about and potentially play but is not a high priority the last thing that i add to the list is Roller Coaster Tycoon, which is 1999, but we don't have a single other simulation game. We don't have like a Sim City. We don't have any not strategy, but just Sim games. And Roller Coaster Tycoon would be my personal Sim uh, nomination. If you have some other Sim high up on your list, I'd take it. But I would like a Sim game to be on there somewhere. Okay. Um. Yeah. The only the only alternative I can offer is Sim Tower. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, it's just not a genre I feel very, um, strongly about. Yeah. Um, so I am down, I am down for it to be Roller Coaster Tycoon. I actually did put Roller Coaster Tycoon on my list, so this is not that weird. Oh, okay. But it was, I, I thought, I, like I was sensing disappointment high. in your voice, so I was, I was nervous that you were not down with this at all. But if, if it's, if you are, if you promise you're okay with it, I have a deep history and love of Roller Coaster Tycoon. That is, that is my... Uh, right. Uh, other than Age of Empires, I played a lot of Roller Coaster Tycoon as a kid, so it's something I'm certainly interested in. But again, you know, we 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 now technically have 15 games. I want to I want to list them all real quick. Not yeah. that we're we're not done yet. Uh, I think we're I think we done. still I think we could still talk about stuff. But I actually have everything I care about covered or or, or th- and, and like i have other things i could have recommended but i just don't care enough to put them on anymore like I, I i like where the list has ended up but let's talk about what the current 15 that are technically on the list as of right now are 1991's another world which is an adventure game 1993's mist which is a puzzle game 1999's rpg planescape torment 1999's 3d rts homeworld 1993's first-person shooter, Doom. 1994's FMV, I'm sort of being loose there, but Flight Sim Wing Commander 3. 98's RTS StarCraft Brood War. 98's point-and-click adventure game, Graham Fandango. 99's stealth-slash-immersive sim, Thief Dark Project. 95's RTS Command & Conquer. 98's RPG Fallout 2. 98's first-person shooter, Half-Life. 99's first-person shooter, Unreal Tournament. 99's Roller Coaster Tycoon, uh, simulation game and 92's point and click adventure King's Quest 6 in reading all of those how did you what what felt bloat what felt like bloat to you Hunter I think I think that Wing Commander 3 and Homeworld are a little a redundant flavor wise mm-hmm. um, they're not the same genre but we have StarCraft, we have Wing Commander, we have Homeworld. Yeah. It's a lot of just like science fiction. Spot, space stuff. Space stuff. Yeah. And I almost feel like it's too much space stuff. It's a lot of space stuff for us not to have TIE Fighter on, to yeah. be honest. That's that's the other thing right. that I feel like is there's this weird thing of like no TIE Fighter, yeah. but we do have Wing Commander 3 and Homeworld. Yeah. And I feel like those are two; those were two weird picks that you threw out early. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering if either of them are negotiable, and which one you care more about between uh, the two. They are absolutely both negotiable. 
I care more about Wing Commander 3, but the big problem okay. is I understand the argument of TIE Fighter being almost de facto the better f flight sim. Like, I just, I know that in my bones, <laughs> that that's going to be the best flight sim we could possibly play. Yeah, um, yeah. And I understand not needing to have flight sims overrepresented on this list. I don't think we need even two. Um, so it's tricky. So, like, you know, I would rather take off Homeworld, but do I want Wing Commander 3 and TIE Fighter being, like, the the last vestiges on this list that feels a little weird so i don't know uh do, what, what else i, I want to put tie fighter on essentially a short list to figure out what this and i'm going to highlight homeworld and wing commander 3 mm -hmm. what else is left for you of things you're trying to squeeze in here what's what's your other top priorities that you you're feeling dirty well, haven't been included yet very hypocritically i'm just trying to get system shock 2 back on the list back which on. is also a science fiction game uh so my <laughs> original logic that i but i will but i'll say this both homeworld and wing commander are like like and and starcraft are games that feature space ships yeah you know and even with specifically homeworld and and starcraft you're like you're like clicking around with them system shock 2 while aesthetically yes absolutely a science fiction experience as far as what the game is it has a little bit of role-playing flavor which to be honest like even though rpgs are huge on the pc we had no like we just were like fallout 2 and planescape right. torment done we're right. good yeah yeah but yet we're kind of like over representing i would say like like the art well no actually we kind of fixed our rts problem yeah we do have a lot of first person shooter and system shock 2 includes I guess what it is, is System Shock 2 has a little bit of RPG flavor and a little bit of first-person shooter flavor, yeah. but it is neither of those. Right. Like, it uh, it includes it as an aspect. I, I will do this, Hunter. I I would really like to keep uh, either Homeworld or Wing Commander 3 on. Mm -hmm. I am willing to give up on Half-Life. Because, because I want to play System Shock 2 and I get it and it's just too many shooters. Like I, I, I don't want to put System Shock 2 on and then have System Shock 2, Doom, Thief, Half-Life, and Unreal Tournament. That's five first-person-y, shooter-y games. That's a lot for 15 90s PC games. It's it's just too many. So I think it, I think it's got to... If, if System Shock 2 is a high priority for you, which, and it's it's a pretty big priority for me. Like, I, I really, I've always wanted to play that game. I've, I've been thinking about System Shock 2 since, like, 2006 or something. Like, since the first time I played Half-Life 2, whenever that came out, I started hearing about System Shock 2. So, like, it's up there yeah. on, a, on games I want to play. But... Um, I would rather give up a different first-person shooter for it, and especially a different single-player first-person shooter. I think I think Unreal Tournament has earned its place on this list. Um, but yeah, I I and I really want to play Thief. And when it comes down to it, I've played most of Half-Life before, and like you said, realistically, I, I think there's a point in time in this show where we thought more about playing entire series, right? We did all of Mass Effect. We, you know, we, we were, we did the first three Halo games. And there was a point in my head where I locked in, well, I want to do Half-Life and Half-Life 2. Like, that's kind of an important thing to mm -hmm. me. But we have pushed away from that idea as time has gone on. We don't necessarily prioritize, like, getting through an entire series or anything like that. And so when it comes down to it, I know we're going to do Half-Life 2 at some point, and that's, like, the big important conversation to have. And it does not require that we play Half-Life first, although I would like to. 
But if we're talking 90s PC games and you're trying, I I, I applaud your effort to cover good bases, right? Like I, mm-hmm. System Shock 2 represents a bunch of genres at once. I really like that. So like that's why I'm more willing to replace Half-Life with just System Shock 2. I I I don't want to do that. <laughs> Let's keep Half-Life because Half-Life is like Half-Life is something that I feel strongly about and you feel strongly about. Yeah. Um and I was trying to replace Home I don't World feel strongly Commander. about Homeworld or Wing Commander. Yeah. So I was trying to replace one of those with something that means a little bit something more to, yeah because to me okay. switching out half-life and for system shock 2 is trading my number six game yeah for my number 13 right but i also know that half-life is higher up for you i, I think I, I think this is the end i think no, i think we've reached the list i don't think so because i in putting a home world on the list i said it was negotiable i don't care enough about home world it, it is not a big deal and i'm fine with system shock 2 replacing home world um I still, I know I still feel weird about the TIE Fighter versus Wing Commander 3 thing, but when I think about the episode for for what those two games could be, when I think of TIE Fighter, without having played either of them, I think of TIE Fighter just being like, yeah, we played like a, a flight sim and it was, you know, it was whatever. And I don't, I personally don't care about Star Wars at all. Like, I'm just not a Star Wars person. Whereas I think the experience of also seeing this wacky story of Wing Commander 3 it's just more interesting to me. It seems like there's more funny things to talk about in that. But like Homeworld is just like a game that has always seemed interesting, but is not is not a top priority for me. So I, I'm happy to to toss out Homeworld and give get put in System Shock 2 because I I I I want you to have that well, game on there. Like I, I, I think it I think it matters. Yeah. Well, okay, okay. Hold up, hold up, mm-hmm. hold up. Let's 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 <laughs> let's not like let's not be too hasty. Let's not be too hasty. Um because I'm thinking about this. Uh-huh. What if we take off System Shock 2, we we take off Thief the Dark Project, and we just do the original System Shock? Okay. Because what's interesting about that is I feel like it just kind of covers all those bases all those together. in one, and uh-huh. it's also the original. Yes, there's a remaster coming out, but who cares? Well, doesn't matter. We could sort of do... I mean, the episode could be checking out both. I mean, we can play a bit of the remaster, because yeah, it's, it's just a remaster. It's, it's not a, like, ground-to-ground, full-new game. Like, it's a it's a remaster of it. It can be a part of it. It comes out in March. Yes. Like, it's it's perfectly applicable to just be the thing we... I might just play the remaster and not even play the original. <laughs> like, yeah. who knows? The other, the other thing about the original System Shock is it's 94, so it gets a little earlier there. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a perfect spread for everything. Um... And then I would like to... We now have one empty slot. Yeah. And I just broke a lot of hearts. But I would like to... Here's what I want to do then. <laughs> because I'm looking at genre. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. And I, I'm realizing what you care about, what you like, is interesting genre. So uh-huh. I have two pitches for you. I'm going to do the one I prefer first. And okay. then I'll do this, the second one, which is even wackier than that. First one I want to pitch is Descent. Yeah. Which is a first-person shooter slash flight experience it's a it's a it has its own name it's a three what is it 3d os three or, or yeah three degrees of of exploration yeah, or something it is literally its own genre right descent yeah um it's pretty cool it's pretty it's a pretty cool thing yeah that it would that you know as if you're talking about genre right and yet it's not also not out of nowhere right it connects to a lot of these other games 
um, Descent does. It connects to basically all first-person shooter games, even though it is not itself a first-person shooter. Not a walking around first-person shooter. No. Yeah. No. You're, you're, you're full, full movement on that sucker. Yeah. The other thing I have, it, which is even wackier, is Interstate 76, which is a car combat game. <laughs> but we have covered Twisted Metal 2. <laughs> Do we need to cover more than one car combat games in the first hundred games? Yeah. I don't know. Well, and I don't I think, think a car a combat question. is like a quintessential PC genre. Like, like car combat games are console through and through to me. And de- I forgot about Descent, and Descent got me really excited and like just very. St- um, I it's and especially because Descent feels like both. I mean, it's more shooters, but whatever. Like we said, it's not really. But if we have Wing Commander three and Descent. I don't feel bad about TIE Fighter not making it on there. TIE Fighter is a yeah. is a monolith for the flight sim for this sort of pseudo category, but I don't I just don't care because I think the other two are more interesting. Even if TIE Fighter is probably a better game, like just a more mm-hmm. fun thing to play, I think the other two are way more interesting to talk and think about. So I okay. love it. I love right. Descent getting added we to did this it. list. <laughs> we did it. We we ever if that that's compromise right there. That's the spirit <laughs> of compromise. We. We shifted some stuff around. Command and Conquer made it in here somehow. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's there. This this I can live with. This yeah. I can do, and it doesn't feel too stacked in any in any way to me. All right, one last time. Then I know I kind of just read this list, but let's let's read it all out yet again. Representing the first-person shooter genre, we have 1993's Doom, 1998's Half-Life, and then going into the multiplayer direction, we have 1999's Unreal Tournament. Then we turn uh, sort of adjacent to first-person shooters into the immersive sim genre for 1994's System Shock. We stick in the sort of first-person perspective for 1995's Descent, Six Degrees of Freedom genre. Uh, Then we start going from there into our flight sims of Wing Commander 3 from 1994. Sticking with simulation, we will do Roller Coaster Tycoon, and then we move into the strategy games of Command and Conquer and StarCraft Brood War. Our RPG selections are Fallout 2 and Planescape Torment. Our point and clicks are Grim Fandango, and King's Quest 6, and then rounding off the season will be the puzzle game Mist and the adventure game Another World. That is awesome. but 15 of the 25 games Uh-oh. we have to play. Hunter, we are not done yet, but let's no. give our listeners a quick little break before it's time to spin the every yes. wheel. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Uh, first up, before we spin the every wheel, Hunter, how do you feel? How do you feel about our, our next season? We got it. We have 15 games. Uh, it's kind of like mind blowing. Uh, I feel like I've been anticipating this moment of like actually knowing what the games are going to be <laughs> yeah. for so long that I it hasn't clicked with me yet that it's like this is the list. I feel good about it. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, really I think a lot it. of your priorities made it on there. I'm happy to have gotten my like two or three weird like i'm just happy roller coaster tycoon and wing commander are on there like that that's yeah, yeah. all i needed basically and you got king's quest you i got did Qu- get king's, king's quest, quest I, well. king's quest wasn't even originally on my short list but i remembered it halfway through doing that i was like oh my gosh we i gotta we gotta do king's quest so yes i'm 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 actually pleased as punch with how it all turned out and i'm very excited for all the things we have to play 
the next step for Hunter and I is basically to figure out how to schedule these all out. We have to pick our, our very long projects, things like StarCraft and Fallout 2 and Planescape. Although I don't think Planescape is a particularly long RPG, actually. But Fallout 2 can be on the longer side. In, anyways, we have to sort of figure out how we're going to space those out. But a part of that scheduling is also uh, some off-topic games, two of which are yours, dear listener. Yeah. It is everyone's favorite time of year. Now, last season, we kind of messed things up for ourselves, and we're, we were spinning the every wheel like mid-season and not knowing if it was going to be a thing that could get scheduled a part of the season easily. We are fixing that. We are spinning both spins right now in the scheduling episode so that we know what we're working with and we can properly give them the time they deserve. Uh, yes. depend no matter what we end up with so hunter if you are ready it's time to spin our every wheel yeah all right yeah give me okay our first spin here we go it's a visual oh thing for God. hunter and i but you can just listen to us freak out as we watch this wheel do its dance and the selection is no oh oh my god oh! yes yes <laughs> it's it's box adventure for the turbo graphic 16 <laughs> Wow. wow wow i have never this is the most exciting outcome possible for the every wheel are you kidding me okay what i love about this too is in the in the middle of a 90s pc season we have like a perfect 90s like fucked up console game like who had the turbo right. graphics i am so excited for this Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is perfect because literally at the beginning of this episode, I was like, so the thing, one of the things that the PC doesn't do is like weird character yeah, yeah. platformers. <laughs> and now we just got one via the everywhere wheel, uh, Bonk's Adventure. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, funny enough, this game, uh, thank you to Geo Morgski for putting this on the list. If that sounds oh my familiar, <laughs> um, Geo Morgski's who gave us Darkest Dungeon. Uh, I don't, this is this is kind of awkward, but hey, no, Geo Merikski is a paying patron. Put a new thing on the list. They, this is how the spin came up. This is how the game is played. Everybody, you all just Yo, have to get on Geo Morgski's level. Big Al put Descent on the wheel, and now we're just doing Descent. <laughs> so that's just like right. kind of something that happens sometimes. And, and I didn't, I didn't know. We did not look at that when we yeah. were having our discussion. It just happened. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, we do need to do a second spin. I wonder if I'll scream as loud as I just did for Bonk's Adventure. Who knows? Here we go. It is oh. Crystallis. It, it peaked over. It wanted to be Ogre Battle 64. It peaked over into Crystallis. I will say this. Crystallis is the first game anyone ever recommended to us on this show one of the earliest oh. listeners whitebush said y'all have got to oh check my out God, my yeah. favorite game ever crystallis it's a sort of zelda like on the nes uh but it's got a little bit more shop inventory management to it uh it's it's an interesting game and i've i've wanted to play it for a while uh awesome. this is this is such an interesting little pick here i love how retro the wheel was yeah. this time yeah, it's yeah. so fun okay <laughs> We got Box Adventure, and we're doing Crystallis for the Nintendo Entertainment System. That that is brought to us by Whitebush. Uh, Whitebush originally emailed us and and said, "You and I." Wow. After hearing Whitebush's recommendation, I went and played probably thirty minutes of Crystallis, and I was like, "Wait, 
this does rule. Like, I'm very into this game, and I would like to do it at some point. So, Whitebush, thank you. We finally made it, buddy. Thank you for the, all the emails and all the support. And uh, to, to all of the patrons, uh, I'm sorry yours didn't get picked, except for Corey in the house on the Nintendo DS, that coalition. I am very happy to see you lose this yep. day. Uh, we lost. win, uh, you lose. <laughs> yeah, we win, you lose. Uh, it's going to be us chilling out with Bonk and whoever is the main character in Crystallis. <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> now now we have to go back to arguing. Yes, um, yes. Because what our off-topics, um, or at least the theme of my off-topic uh, choices, are games that are releasing this year. Yeah, yeah. Because guess what? 2023 <laughs> is shaping up to be the, like, biggest year in games <laughs> since, I don't know, like, 2017. Like, it's 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 huge this year. Right. Um. And there are a lot of games to talk about that we could potentially add that are new, exciting games to balance out all these old, arty, you know, <laughs> old man games, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yucky. Yeah, a great year for new games that I think we need to, to do. Um, and something else I'll note about all of the selections we've got so far is something that's always very difficult about this show is, like, how we tackle you know, the really long games, how how I find time in the Dadlands to get around to them. But what I will note is I think we have a decent run of games that are not terribly long. I mean, we have yeah. maybe four out of the 15 on-topic picks that are, like, things I would consider even slightly long. Your The RTSs are as long as you put time into them, right? Those can just be long experiments. And then the RPGs, of which I don't think Planescape is even very long. So it's like really Planescape like... is actually, it's oh, okay. like 40 hours. Oh, I, 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 for some reason I had it in my head that it was like a shorter thing, uh, but just know, like deeply it's... replayable or whatever. It... But uh, our our wheel just spun two very short games as well. Crystallis is just an NES game. It's an RPG, but it's an NES RPG. There's not a lot of room for like yeah. 40 hour experiences there. And Bonk's Adventure is just a platformer, which means we do have some space for off-topic games to be slightly longer projects if we want them to be, essentially. Right. There, there is right. room. That was, I think, something Hunter and I both were nervous about going into this is how much room do we have for big games we want to play if this 90s PC list could be a bunch of 40-hour games or whatever. Uh, but right. I, I think we dodged that, which means I kind of think the sky's the limit with what we want to do. So do we want to do the same method, kind of alternate our, our picks for off yeah. topics, or how do we want to go about this? Yeah, let's uh, let's alternate our picks and then uh, do deal making as the list fills up. Mm -hmm. um, we each have four slots that we are going to fill. Um, do you mind if I go first? I, I'm, I'm ready to yeah. go on my Hit first me. one. All right. So my number one pick, uh, non-negotiable, uh, <laughs> because I'm going. Here's why it's non-negotiable. I'm going to be playing it right yeah. away. Right. Um, and it's also just kind of a duh game. Um, Legend of Zelda. Yep. Tears of the Kingdom uh, will be coming to the Nintendo Switch on May 12th. Um, and Nintendo, at this point, I would be very surprised for that date not to be real. That mm -hmm. that date is real, um, yeah. I think. I don't know. Actually, it'd be funny if it wasn't now that I've said that. But <laughs> I, I, Nintendo is not exactly that type yeah. to, uh, to not release a game like that, um, especially with so much writing on it. And I just know I'm going to be getting it right away. I'm going to yep. be playing it. Ditto. It's going to be releasing during this season. Yep. Like let's 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 talk about the new hotness yep. to kind of balance out and you know the retro feel. I adore the betrayal. Uh, we've we've 
we've done Ocarina of Time, but the discussion is we've come around many times of like, what's going to be the next Zelda game? And we've long toyed with the idea that it should just, it shouldn't be anything like maybe noteworthy or it should just be like a weird one. And this isn't necessarily, this is noteworthy, but I love that we'll talk about Tears of the Kingdom before we ever talk about Breath of the Wild. Like it'll just, this show will know only two Zelda games, Ocarina and the sequel to Breath of the Wild. I think that's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds fun and hilarious. And also we can, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll jump in the zeitgeist a little bit with that one, which I think is great. Yeah. Uh, my first off-topic pick is not a new release this year, but it is a uh, it's a game that just sort of is sticking around, and it's one I've been wanting to play for a while, uh, and I've already somewhat started. Uh, I want to check out Sea of Thieves. It's a game we actually uh, played on a stream a long time ago when it was like in beta, and I've never gotten into a uh, games-as-service game. I think most of them are bl- kind of whatever. But Sea of Thieves is the only one that really tickles my fancy. I think there's, I think the the exploration of the world is fun enough that then the the other elements that sort of are trying to right. draw you in are actually kind of fun. Like they kind of bounce off of it. Well, it's like, hey, if I just like traversing the world, then just hanging out with my friends sounds really, really great. Uh, that's that's my like top priority off topic is just like I'm gonna be playing Sea of Thieves over the next few months. Yeah, that sounds great, and it'll be a fun game to play. You know, with our friends yes. and hopefully maybe with some uh, some Discord people as well. Definitely. So check out our Discord yeah. uh, for maybe having some Sea of Thieves time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no arguments uh, with that one. Except for I will say this. I booted the game up uh, recently uh-huh. because I, you had told me that you might be picking it. And I was a little bit disappointed at how little I felt like had changed. I'd been told, mm-hmm. I'd been sold this idea that Sea of Thieves changed a lot after release. Yeah. Um, because on release, I found it a little bit just I just didn't find that shallow. there was enough to do. Yeah. yeah, it was a little shallow. Um, And yeah, so we'll see how it how it develops. Yeah, uh, I, I think it is a games of service game. Like, I think the stuff yeah. that's been added is like just kind of more games of service stuff. There are like adventure scenarios like there there are like plot line things that you can now play, too. And that's like the kind of the first thing I really want to check out is, you know, how, you know, how's a story? Because, yeah, when we last played it, it was literally just like, you get a quest, go to the island, take it back. You get paid for gold for the quest that you went and did. But right. there wasn't any sense of like a broader, more involved narrative. But I think that's the main addition that if people are talking about things have been added, I think it's that. And that's not immediately on the face of it. You have to like select. I'd like to do the adventure, please. You don't just like boot up the game and it tosses you straight into the adventure. So, yeah, I, I just want to check it all out and get a better sense of it. I, to me, Sea of Thieves is the test of games of service if i don't if i don't get down with sea of thieves there's no hope for other games of service games because sea of thieves has the mechanical and social draw that i definitely get down with and so if the other stuff is still too toxic then like no i will not be playing destiny anytime soon or anything like that right right okay cool uh so here's my number two pick uh it's very similar to my number one pick um there is a final fantasy game Coming out this year, <laughs> it is the 16th of the Final Fantasy series. Um, it's a series I've been playing all me life. Uh, it comes out on June 22nd, uh, specifically for the PlayStation 5. Um, I am in the process right now of conning Sun Sanders, friend of the show, into buying a PlayStation 5 so that we can play this together and do an episode on it, uh, is my current goal yeah. um so i will be playing final fantasy 16 does not matter if it's for the show or not um so i felt like yeah i gotta draft this one because i'm gonna just want to talk about it yeah. i'm gonna need to talk about it right. okay right i'm just gonna have to do it yeah 
This is a game I can't guarantee it's an episode I'll be a part of because it's a huge, massive, chunky Final Fantasy game, and it's going to be... Um, it's it's coming out later-ish in the season. This season will wrap up in about September, and this is like a, what'd you say, June mm-hmm. release? So, yeah, of course, June you 22nd. and Sun will dive right into it. You'll knock it out. That would be a harder thing for me to to fit in before the end of the season. So, um, I want it, I'm glad it's on there. I love that you and Sun get to come and hang out with Final Fantasy again. I think that's, that is a thing that exists on the show and is important Mm -hmm. uh so i'll be happy to hang out with you two and enjoy your conversation about this game that you'll probably both think is quite interesting uh yeah i'm really excited about it yeah um my next entry okay let's let's have a conversation real quick because i i i sort of have a i have like a decision to make here um there is a lie that's being told on the internet, uh, and that lie is uh, being, per- you know, being put out there by one Todd Howard. Todd Howard says his video game Starfield is supposed to come out, uh, it, like what summer? Summer 2023 is all we've heard, and we haven't heard anything about it in a whole while. So there, I want to put Starfield on the list. I want to play Starfield as soon as it comes out, but realistically. I don't think Starfield's coming out in the time frame of this season. Yeah, no, and, it is not. And even if it did, it's the kind of thing where I could just be putting enough hours into it that it's just an early off topic for season three or something. So mm-hmm. I essentially want to address to people that, yes, I'm sort of the Bethesda boy on this show and I really want to play the Starfield game, although I don't have the highest hopes for it. I think uh, maybe it's going to be a little rough around the edges. But uh, we are not going to do Starfield is essentially the choice, even though oh. uh, it's something I'll probably start playing if it does come out. But I'm not going to do Starfield for a season two pick. And what I would like to put in place of it is funny coming off the back of your thing. And it's why I want to debate this is... Another game that's kind of a lie that's supposed to be coming out is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is the sequel to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, And Final Fantasy games are, of course, big JRPGs that normally I don't have space for. But as we addressed, there's a lot of short stuff in this season, and I might have room for a chunky thing. And I'd really like that to be Final Fantasy VII Remake. I played Final Fantasy VII in the first 50 uh, episodes, Mm -hmm. and... I'm interested. The remake project sounds really interesting to me. And Rebirth is especially going to be like a big moment of remake is a game that sort of tricked people, uh, not tricked people, but like surprised people of what it actually is and what it's actually about. And Rebirth is going to be the sort of, what does that mean? <laughs> what, is, what, is, yeah. what are we actually doing here? And right. I don't want to miss out on that conversation. I want to to understand what's going on with Rebirth when it comes out. I'd really like to play it, even if it doesn't actually come out in 2023, which is like probably questionable that that might even happen. But I want to get... it might be out early 2024. That's not super unreasonable to me that that it would make that date. Right. So in order to get ready for that, I need to get Remake played. So Hunter, how do you feel about me adding Final Fantasy VII Remake to this list? Suddenly, there's a lot of Final Fantasy I know. on this list. Um, 
I mean, I, I mean, what? You could get me to say no to that? No, <laughs> I'm not saying no to that. Like, I mean, I, the listeners might be a little, they might experience a little bit of whiplash, but, you yeah. know, that's on them, you know? That's, know. that's your, that's their problem. That's their problem, not my problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I wanted to do at least one JRPG. I have another thing that we'll talk about later that was like maybe another JRPG I want to do, but this is my highest priority this this is the one that i actually have the most interest in playing and if we're talking about my mm -hmm. difficulty with playing J jrpgs we got to think about it like my excitement is going to be the thing that carries me the most rather than it being like what's the actual proper jrpg to like start with final F final fantasy 7 remake is probably not the best place for me to go immediately after playing final fantasy 7 right like it's a little mm. redundant kind of but mm. it's the one i have the most interest in Here's why I think you should play Final Fantasy VII Remake, an essay by Hunter Donaldson. Uh, bullet point number one, uh, you've played Final Fantasy VII. Yes. So that's huge. Uh, and definitely, help, like, if, if people... I think that the proper answer to should I play Final Fantasy VII before playing the remake is, yeah, play Final Fantasy VII before you play the remake. Um, because the remake is a conversation with the original game. Right. Secondly, the battle system for Final Fantasy VII Remake is literally just Kingdom Hearts yeah. <laughs> 2 with better stuff. Like evolved Kingdom Hearts gotcha. 2 battle system. And Kingdom Hearts 2 is a game that you like. I love a so lot. So there we go. Yeah, so it's a big, Damn. so it's kind of an open door for me. It's kind of a like, maybe before I get into the crunchier uh, JRPGs, this is a nice yep. little stepping stone to, to introduce me more to the weirdness of the JRPGs and whatnot. It is... The only JRPG I can think of where you have done all of the homework yeah. for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, exactly. I've, you have I've played Kingdom Hearts and I've played Final Fantasy VII. I've done what is yeah. required. That's true. Yeah. That's very funny. <laughs> all right, Hunter. Give me your third pick. So my third pick um, is going to be a little bit nebulous. There are three games that are potential for my third pick. Mm -hmm. um, and it's got to be one of these three. Uh, I know I'm, I'll just give you my top line one and then I'll say the other two as as the alternates. Um, and and yeah, it'll probably be maybe a deal making pick. But um, they are doing a remake of Resident Evil 4, mm -hmm. a game that does not need a remake objectively, <laughs> um, which is kind of hilarious. Um, it's a survival horror game, which is a genre we have not really covered on the show yeah. much at all outside of Silent Hill 2. Right. But even Silent Hill 2 is just kind of a weirdo game for freaks. Um, this is mechanically very much what a survival horror game is. Resident Evil 4 is the original game is one that was very important to me. I am curious as to what they're doing with the remake because right. I have thus far really enjoyed all of the recent Resident Evil remake games. In particular, 2, mm -hmm. uh, which they made in 2019, is probably my favorite Resident Evil game right now. Wow. Um, so yeah, I think it would be cool to explore... Uh, this franchise, and I think it would be maybe the weirdest way to start. So Resident <laughs> Evil 4 Remake it is. It's supposed to come out on March 24th. Um, so there you go. Yeah. Right um, the and then here we go. I'm going with my two other alternates, and you're going to see why they're alternates, and it's very... It's I've done something really funny, because I'm so funny. Um, my, my first alternate for this pick is Last of Us Part 1 <laughs> is releasing for the PC... <laughs> On March third, it is a re an unnecessary remake of a survival horror game. 
Uh-huh. It's, I'm not sure why they made it. Uh, it's you know the original game still just fine. The remaster is completely unnecessary. Yeah. But this is a ground from the uh, built from the ground up remake. Uh, it's coming out on the PC though, which I think is cool because then I can play it on my desktop and then also hopefully on my Steam Deck. Right. Um. So yeah, that, there's an alternate there. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Third option. Yes. Is the Dead Space remake, which is an unnecessary remake <laughs> of a survival horror game. And it's like, why do they make this? I don't even know why they made this. Um, it's already out, and I've already played some of it. Yeah. Um, and I actually think it's quite good. Um, I, I liked the original Dead Space as well, but I never finished it. Kind of yeah. tooled around with it, but never like completely enveloped myself in it. I can play it on my PC, and I can play it on my Steam Deck. And it's kind of like, why did they make this? Is this is a survival horror game remake for no reason. So one of the survival horror remakes okay. for no reason is okay. going to be one of the picks. Um, so your priority is Resident Evil 4, which is yeah. tricky because That's my favorite. I haven't played Resident Evil 4, the original yet, so doing the remake yeah. would be a kind of a weird little thing where Maybe. you would be talking a lot about the original and the remake, and I would, not be, I would just be talking about my experience with the remake, uh, which is all quite weird maybe hilarious i mean it could be yeah. it could be a maybe wonderful good. twist <laughs> on, yeah. the, on the episode it, 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 it feels like two very different perspectives yeah. there which i think could be fun right um last of us is a game we almost did this last uh oh in the first 50 right we almost played the last of us and then you were like yeah. wait they got this part one coming out maybe i'll do that yeah. and then that, we kind of have just kept kicking the can down the road so last of us feels like a long time coming also that show is happening right now and i have yeah. been kind of avoiding the show and <laughs> stupidly enough there's a there's there's uh, Hunter's dad did a review of uh, The Last of Us for his YouTube channel and uh, in it there's what? a section where he wrote a, a novelization of The Last of Us as if it was oh. Cormac McCarthy uh, and I've avoided that I've never watched that part of that thing yeah my dad did and, that and uh, I would like to so Last of Us is maybe my top priority of things I actually feel like. I want to play and would be would be good for me to have played. Um, yeah. And then Dead Space is also just a game I've always wanted to play lower on the priority, but I would be down to do it. So I don't know. It's tricky to decide between these three. Resident Evil is conflicting, but maybe that's what makes it interesting. And I think Last of Us is actually just the sort of like best traditional pick in terms of like things I should play and it's want safe. to play. Yeah. 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 And also the Last of Us Part 1 remake is like exactly just a remake of the original yeah, game right whereas resident evil 4 um is i don't know what they're doing with the remake so yeah, right. we'll see so yeah i don't know i'm torn i think we definitely lop off dead space let's keep both of them on the list for the moment okay and see where we okay. get at the end of all this basically okay right those are Sounds those good. those are both sort of soft on the list either resident evil 4 or last of us and we see where we get um so my next pick I'm already in open territory, honestly. Sea of Thieves and Final Fantasy VII, those were my absolute top priorities. I referenced another JRPG earlier. Um, I got my Nintendo DS and my 3DS up and running to, like, play every, the whole library. A big project I was working on for a while was, like, I love the DS. That was my number one console in our bonus console ranking episode. I think the DS is, like, a brilliant little console. But I haven't played anywhere close to enough of the library to, like, justify that. But I'm so fascinated by the console itself the mechanics of it just like how mm. smooth of a thing it is i want to play more stuff on it and i had the goal of playing more jrpgs so i wanted to play either shin megami tensei strange journey which is a really weird off the wall pick that doesn't actually make any sense 
Dragon Quest V on the DS, which is like a thing I really want to play, but is also yeah. a Dragon Quest the long game. You know, that's that's a tricky thing. We also talked about Chrono Trigger being an option because that's, you know, that's a nice, it's a shorter RPG and it's a nice sort of introductory step. Um, but the real question here is, do we have enough JRPGs? You're doing a Final Fantasy. You and I are doing a Final Fantasy. Um, you know, we, we got, Crystallis is not a JRPG, I don't believe. I think it's a Western studio, but it's, it's another RPG. Like, is there room for this anymore? Or should I drop this whole section, this topic, this Shin Megami well, Dragon Quest Chrono Trigger thing? Or what's the, what's the conversation we can have here? Well, so my, so yeah, it is getting kind of JRPG heavy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and my last pick was going to be Yakuza Ishin. <laughs> so that's even more yeah. JRPG-esque flavor. Right. Um, so yeah, we need to have some sort of summit here. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what is the best way to go forward. I, I'm happy to abandon all three of those. I have a, a secondary short list. So you'll note, I, I haven't been introducing any games releasing this year. I haven't even hardly been paying attention to the games releasing this year. And I probably should. I should probably pick something. But something else of note is we didn't really do any games from last year. Like we did Elden Ring. And that's kind of it for 2022 games. And there's a lot yeah. of games from last year I would like to check out. Uh, chief among them, Shin Chan and the Professor go on summer vacation. Pentiment and Case of the Golden Isle. Uh, Idol, sorry. And also, Citizen Sleeper has been recommended to us many, many times as something we would probably be down with. Citizen Sleeper is in that sort of Disco Elysium vein. I played some of it so, on Game Pass. Yeah, all of those are things I'd like to check out, although they're not necessarily top priorities. There's one other game I'll toss out here because, Hunter, you started an experiment. I don't know how it's been going. I, I muted the channel. But you and some folks have been playing Hollow Knight Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to play Hollow Knight. We did our Metroid Jet episode. I want to do some more Metroid Ooh. Manias. What if I just throw Hollow Knight onto this? And who knows? Oh my god! We're recording this before a Nintendo Direct, where Silk Song almost definitely won't get announced. But in the off chance that Silk Song has been announced by the time this episode comes out, we need to get on. We need Hollow Knight needs to happen. So, what do you think? Let's do it. Let's do Hollow Knight. Why not? It's not like we have a Metroidvania on the yeah. schedule. Like, no. yeah, let's let's do Hollow Knight. Okay, I, I'm I needed this because I've been very jealous of all the people uh, playing Hollow Knight while I have to just mute myself in the corner. Uh, so I I need to play this game. Okay, Hunter. Well, you reference maybe what your last pick is, but are you sticking with Yakuza Ishin? Mm, I want to because <laughs> I just can't stop playing these darn Yakuza games. Yeah, it's kind of uh, a weird one though. I mean, it's a it's a very off like it's not in the main storyline Yakuza, right? It's a like a centuries ago story kind of thing. Or what, yeah, what, so it's, it's like a samurai. It's like a samurai version of Yakuza. That's hilarious. Um, where they're all samurai, and it's the same. It's sort of spiritually the same characters, but they're not the same characters. That's so weird. It's almost like you're watching the Yakuza cast put on a samurai play <laughs> is like what it seems to be i mean i haven't I, I haven't played it even though it's it's at this point it's been released uh i i haven't really gotten the time with it and i just love yakuza so yeah. i just i it's this is another one where it's like i'm going to play this regardless of uh -huh. whether like uh, whether we cover it or not so we may as well get some content out of it right um I, I didn't want to put on Yakuza Zero yet. Yeah, that's the I, one like, I'm I wasn't going gonna to put. I'm jumping on the bandwagon when we get to Zero. Like I didn't play Kiwami One, but mm -hmm. I'm making time for Zero because I I can't I I won't stop hearing things about how amazing that game is and just in general the series is. I gotta play at least one Yakuza game, and that's gonna be the one I test the waters on. So whenever we do it, 
I'm in. I don't know if I'll yeah. have time for Yakuza Ishin. We'll see where how the schedule works out. Yeah, I think I want Yakuza Ishin because it's a new release that is a side story. Yeah. So it, it it's like a fun way of like, okay, so I played Kiwami, and Kiwami is is a newer Yakuza game technically, but it's looking backwards, right? Uh-huh. Um, and I kind of like the idea of also playing a game that's like where that style of game is at this moment, which is also kind of strange, actually, because Yakuza Ishin is technically a remake of a 2014 Japanese-only release oh. Yakuza game. So this game's been so out, not, even, not to us. Yeah, yeah, but I I don't know. I, I hate to be arbitrary about it, but I basically am like, I just know I'm going to play it. Yeah. My only alternative here is like, maybe we could do Resident Evil 4 Remake and Last of Us Part 1. I was about to ask. a lot of survival horror. Well, okay. Let me let me get ahead of this then. Um, because we each have four picks, but honestly, I don't feel strongly about any fourth pick from here on out. For, for, for mm -hmm. me, anything else that gets added to off topic is just like a whatever thing for me. Like, it's like, oh, right. I don't know. I guess we'll do Citizen Sleeper. Why not? We'll check it out. But it's like, I don't have a passion to make that happen. So you brought up Resident Evil and Last of Us. Is there anything else also trying to make it? Is there is there a fifth game for you, Hunter, that got lopped off because you could only bring four? I'm offering you one of my spots, mm. my friend. I want I want you to get to play all the games from this year you want to play. Well, not quite that come out in. So there was there was that Fire Emblem Engage game. Uh huh. Uh, which I, I do like uh, Fire Emblem, and it is a tactics game. There's also Suicide Squad, uh, kill the Batman, whatever, yeah. uh, kill all the the, the bat people. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about that game. I like um, like the, the Batman Arkham games, and this is, you know, the first game in a long time yeah. um, from that studio that is going to have that flavor of gameplay. But also, it feels like, I don't know, my mm -hmm. confidence level Not very is kind of low in well, that game. I had one other proposal um, for my fourth pick, which I'm, I'm still offering it to you. But, but just to mm. give you my other idea was the thing that keeps happening in recent years and like sort of happened recently, although like it's questionable if it'll have the legs or whatever. But like th the, the game of the year discussions within a year always have a surprise indie hit to them, right? Right. Uh, and you don't know what that is until it catches fire, right? Recently, yeah, yeah. Hi-Fi Rush has been kind of in the in the news. It's a game that it's maybe worth checking out, but like there might be others. And so there's a part of me that thinks I could reserve my fourth pick for that game we don't know what it is yet, but will become yeah. clear when the time comes. When when the indie, you know, champion of 2023 reveals itself. Do we want to be able to jump on it? That's kind of how I felt about what happened to Case of the Golden Idol last year. I didn't, I wasn't anticipating that game, and then it came out, and everyone was just like, "Whoa, this is everything Matt would ever love," kind of thing. And we just never got to touch it. I want to leave room for for maybe one of those things. So, or a game of the moment. Yeah, I like that. So, do you prefer that over getting both Resident Evil and Last of Us on there, or uh, another pick for yourself, or or should that be it? I think that if you get if you actually gave the pick to me, I would be like, yeah, let's play Resident Evil Four Remake and Last of Us Part One. Uh huh. But I don't think that's like more interesting. Like I, I, I think it's more interesting if we do have one that we're. I mean, it's a little weird for scheduling yes. because we're just kind of like won't know what it is. Right. We won't really know what it is. Okay, so this is how my brain works a little bit. When there's a game of the moment, like everyone's playing this game. Yeah. I'm always a little bit like. 
Mm, let's see if that's still going to be important in a little while. Like, right. I, I right. don't move too fast on games like that. Yeah. Like, Vampire Survivors last year was like that. And I did eventually check out Vampire Survivors. And guess what? Very good. Yeah. But I, when people were first talking about it, I there's like, I don't know what it is in me, but I just kind of like, I hear that and I'm like, eh... I don't yeah. know if I'm actually if I actually care. Right. Because I think that there's a tendency for everyone to be excited about something because there's not really anything to play right now. Right. Um right. but is it so actually I, the longevity thing that would exist, you know, alongside the release of Tears of the Kingdom or something. Right. Else? <laughs> right. And this is a year where there is going to be a lot of yeah. really interesting things to play. Like right. I think Hi-Fi Rush happened at a time where there's not a whole lot coming out yeah. right now there was the fire emblem game that's for fire emblem people right. they like it right other people don't really mess with those games so whatever um and then hi-fi rush comes out i've played like two hours of hi-fi rush and i don't have anything bad to say about it i just like it's not like i was like super into it yeah it was kind of um you know it's like devil may cry plus like a rhythm game but the rhythm game aspect is kind of like it's a little fluffy. It's yeah. not really quite all there right. to me because it's sort of saying like, here's the rhythm game part, but you don't have to do it if you don't want to. <laughs> it's a little weird. Yeah, and I've also heard plenty of complaints with the um, the music in the game, which is interesting mm. when the game is about the music that's being played. And if you don't get right. down with that music, then what are we doing? So yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, here's my proposal to round all this off then. I do think... I think Resident Evil 4 is more interesting and it's a game you're definitely playing right away whereas yeah. you've already been putting off Last of Us for like a while. Yeah. That can yeah. that we're going to get to it eventually but I think that can keep getting kicked down the road and it's the safe obvious so. choice that we don't actually need to do. So I think Resident Absolutely. Evil 3 is in and what I want to call Resident Evil 4 but yeah. excuse me Resident Evil 4 I was looking at it being your third pick. Um my indie game of the moment I think what we do is this. We we give it a deadline. Like, we, we need to come up with a date for okay. if the indie game of the moment has shown itself by this date, then we do it. If it has not yeah. by X date, what I would like to do is either Case of the Golden Idol or Citizen Sleeper. We backtrack. We say, well, let's do one of last year's indie games of the moment. Okay. And I'll let yeah. you pick between those two because I genuinely don't have a preference. I want to do both of them in equal measure. And if you have a preference, I'll lean into that. Citizen Sleeper or Case of the Golden Idol as the backup indie game of the moment. What do you cool. say? Sounds good. I okay. think that's I think that's perfect. I think we just did a a, a big series of compromises, <laughs> yeah. and now I feel compromised out. Like yeah. we just had a summit. Like, do you want to? Like, oh, I need I need to eat a sandwich because of how much summit I've just had. Do you want to pick one of those backup two games now, or do you want to do it when you feel how you feel in the moment later on? Like, yeah, let's just see how let's just, see it's how just we gonna feel. Be in the one of those later on. Okay, got it. Yeah, we did it. The the, the 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 meeting adjourned. Everyone, thank you for for wow. being here. Uh, I think it's hilarious that we con you all into listening to what could just be literally a meeting Hunter and I have. And literally, we've been begging to have for months. Like, we've been afraid yep. of having this meeting. But we're like, but we can't have the meeting until it's time to do it for an episode. And we literally right. have been sabotaging our own schedules <laughs> of trying to plan out this season by being like, well, we don't know what the games are yet. And we won't know until we record it. So right. somehow we're all being punished for this strange episode. But I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. It is such a fun way to do this i am genuinely stoked for this upcoming season uh it's it is just all stuff I, I'm, I'm i'm not regretting anything that happened in the draft and i think i'm especially excited i think these are two amazing off topics bonks adventure and crystallis are like 
things I'm very stoked to check out. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, across yeah. the board. The, honestly, the problem we have now is when you and I off mic decide the schedule, realizing which of these games I thought I was excited to play that I actually won't have time to play or something. Like, there's going to be oh, a couple right. things. That yeah. I'm, I'm going to kill at least one darling probably because I'll just miss out on something. I don't know what. I mean, I don't think I'm playing Yakuza Ishin or Final Fantasy 16, but I don't think that gets me uh, out clean. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see how it stacks out. I'm really excited to start this project with you. Uh, meet back here next week, everybody. Yeah. Oh, uh, and what's, we will uh, begin our journey. What, what's, yeah, what's first, up first? Uh, I think we already knew. Okay, so Hunter and I cheated a little bit. We always knew Doom was going to be on this schedule. Like, we always yeah. knew that. And we decided, like, by the time you're hearing this, we've already been playing Doom. Doom's already been yeah. happening. So Doom yeah, is next, and happened. I think Mist is right after that. So we're, we're kicking yeah. off the season with stuff we knew we could knock out quickly. Uh, so get ready for some Doom and Mist, and then we'll probably do an off-topic and go from there. So Awesome. Oh, boy, everybody. Get ready for 90s PC season. Yeah. Um, and as far as uh, the Patreon is concerned... Um, we're going to do things a little bit differently this year. Um, we'll talk about what season three will be yeah. in the coming time. We're not putting out like a poll or right. anything like that right now. Yeah. Um, there might be some, we might do things a little bit differently this season uh, with the Patreon, but yeah. still uh, please be submitting uh, your every wheel yeah. uh, stuff uh, for the next season. Uh, obviously I've, that you know it sounds kind of weird because we just spun it twice we're not going to spun it we're not going to spin it again until season three which starts in september so that's time. a ways out that feels weird uh, but, yeah but if you want to get it on the wheel go ahead and and sign up it will be there for when season three starts well and i promise we've got others you know we, we're trying to come up with more games and silly things I, I i want the patreon to feel like just an ongoing set of really stupid gimmicks happening so the right. every wheel is sort of the big thing because it determines full episodes that we do but, you know, we're doing bonus episode stuff and I want to I want to do more of that. I want to do more really silly stuff uh, with the Patreon. So I think there was also a plan to do a Minecraft server with just the discord in general. And yep. there was talk of that being Patreon exclusive. I don't want that to be Patreon exclusive. But, yeah, come hang out on the discord and see where that adventure has taken on because I, I we're not doing it for like this list or anything. But there were a lot of folks that wanted to just sort of maybe start a casual little Minecraft server with everybody. And I think that would be cool. So, yeah, come hang out with us consider joining our patreon we would we would love to have you join us for this adventure that we're all embarking on and uh maybe you can play a bunch of these 90s games I'll, we'll try to get the schedule posted as best we can too so maybe people can play along and, and have played oh, the game I before the game the episodes you know i think we'll we'll be better about like telling you the next couple games or whatever and, and we can have the whole thing posted somewhere so everybody can know what's coming up they can play it before the episode and and have their thoughts and disagree with us as we as we speak our words Yes, please disagree with us and uh, like and subscribe. Smash that like button. <laughs> smash that dislike button. Smash that just kind of like button. Smash that, oh, I wasn't listening to this episode button. Uh, smash that, uh, I, I love these guys and in a creepy way button. Um, if you want, smash that email button. You know, smash that telephone button. Yeah, smash yeah. your telephone. Yeah. Smash, smash your telephone. Yeah, bring Everyone that out. Smash your Twitter. Smash, it. smash your Facebook. Just smash it. Smash it into the smash ground. Smash us on your podcast app of choice. Give us five stars and say, smash, 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 <laughs> smash. Old Gamers Almanac is produced by Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson with music by Knight Corey. If you liked our little show, consider giving us a five-star rating or heading over to patreon.com slash oldgamersalmanac.